This Week. We remember Stern Show staffer Benji Bronk crushing former Congressman Anthony Weiner's press conference. The people demand to know, were you fully erect? Happy 10th anniversary, Benji. Howard Stern Show. And now, everybody loves our show. And now, we just did a survey, and they say that a hundred percent of everyone who bought Sirius XM and has the subscription, they love the show. There's not one person they can find that doesn't love it. Wow, what a win! Unbelievable. Robin, don't turn on your mic. I'm trying an experiment this morning. I do not. I want you to talk, but only from your house and not uh, project with my... Oh, there you are. You were talking. I couldn't hear you. Oh, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No. You mean there's two of us talking and they forgot one of our mics? (laughs) (laughs) Big dick energy. Big dick energy is right, Robin. You, you know, you always know the right thing to say. Big what else do you want to energy. say? Big dick energy. Yeah, but don't repeat yourself. Big dick energy. Four inches is fine. Right. I'm going to turn the mic over, Robin. She's going to flirt up. Go ahead. I love facial. You love Fuck facial. Me. Fuck. Fuck me. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck me. Have the <laughs> finger put up your bum. <laughs> bum. <laughs> hey, you want me to lick your ass? I need a I'm- cock. Fred, how many uh, different phrases over the years have you collected of Robin? I mean, when you, I, I guess you have a menu in front of you. Like you, I could have, like if Robin was out I do one have day, a menu, a, a few and not enough. I mean, I have some on one computer and some on another page. I don't know if I have enough to do an entire show without her. Nobody can replace her. But, well, no, uh, oh. I understand. If she had to that, like, that. go to the bathroom, if she had to go you to the bathroom or something. He can fill in if I go to the bathroom. We might be able to cover that. Yeah, so the, next you, time Robin think, uh, goes, the next time Robin goes to the bathroom, cunt. what is that, Robin? Open that cunt. Open that cunt. What? All right. Open that cunt. <laughs> they got you up. face down, ass up. Yeah, I love it. You, you need love, these big tits. Um, you, you know, uh, let me, these big tits. Let me practice, Robin. Let's assume you're in the bathroom, okay? Yeah. I'm gonna... oh, hi, Robin. Please massage my breast. You know, Robin, I'm shocked by what you're saying right now. Uh, am I hearing correctly? Could you repeat yourself? Because you've never once come on to me sexually. Please massage my breast. Oh, my God. Pussy, I, this pussy, is pussy. A... pussy. Pussy, oh. pussy, pussy. Pussy, Robin, pussy, pussy. Be professional, pussy please. Bone. Robin. A pussy bone. Robin. Pussy wedgies. Fred, pussy wedgies. <laughs> Right. You gotta let me uh, have a conversation. He's a gone bit. crazy. He can't stop yeah, well, I'm doing like the real Robin, where she dominates the conversation. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible thing to say. How dare you, um, Robin? Let me try it again. Robin, I might need to call HR. You're yelling out inappropriate things. <laughs> hey, you want me to lick your ass? Yeah, I do. But but what are you having a stroke? I've never heard you like this all the years we're working together. Jump in my pussy. Let me tell you something, Robin, and, and I never thought I'd say this. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm asking you to stop sexually harassing me. Well, let me just 
throw my legs up over this desk. Well, you could do what you want as long as it doesn't involve me. I'm a married man. Jizz on my tit. <laughs> Wait a second. Robin, what did I just say? You know, I can't jizz on your tits. You know, please just have normal conversation. Like, have you, do you see any good TV shows? I prefer the yes. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, I don't want to scare you, Robin, but Ronan Farrow just called me. He's writing an article about you right now. I told you I shit my pants. Yes, but that doesn't seem to. All right. See how by now you'd be back from the bathroom. Well, he has right? a big <laughs> Yeah, I can see since they've only taken certain kinds of statements from me, you could right. never have a complete conversation. Robin, thanks to you, I've finally been hashtag me tooed. <laughs> Teeties. Yeah, I know. Teeties. When did you say? When did you say TT? I have no idea. Yeah, you've said a lot of bad things. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Fred. Now he's on. I know some of the context. Apparently, can clean itself. What is that, uh, Robin? On tape. What is that? The vagina apparently can clean itself. (laughs) (laughs) Um. You know, I saw this on uh, Law & Order once. Robin may have a brain tumor that makes her super horny for me. And all of a sudden, she's going crazy. <laughs> and then I have to lock you up in a home for the sexually deranged. That's, <laughs> That's gonna, right. And this is all yeah. you hear through yeah, the door. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Everyone to call yeah, in. What happened it. to Robin? Honestly, I feel funny telling you this. I was going to keep it private, but she had a brain tumor and she had to be put in a home for the sexually deranged. <laughs> the jizz is always free. Yeah, that's what it must be like when you go senile. You start yelling out sexual things. They say most people who have Alzheimer's and stuff, all they do is, you know, when they put them yeah, in the home. very they, primal kind of thing. They're yeah. totally consumed. You revert back to caveman or woman yeah. in this case. Yeah. <laughs> Robin, I understand you've uh, converted back into uh, cave woman. The anus doesn't last forever. <laughs> <laughs> Robin. I understand you're in the same place as Rose Kennedy when she went, uh, you know, when after they did the uh, lobotomy on her. I prefer the yes. Yeah, I know. What I'm saying is we have to give you a lobotomy to make you less horny, Robin. It's moist. I feel like Dickie Goodman. I'm I'll like, take uh, the dildo. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How are you, everybody? cunt. All right, Fred. We get we get the idea. <laughs> Can't do that the whole show. We got to move on. As much He's as we'd it. love to. So, Robin, yeah, if thank you need a break, you need a break. I I know what to do. Yes. Right. You have to take a dump. Just go. <laughs> we got it covered. Hey, everybody. Anyway, uh, I was up uh, last night. I'm gonna I was... sit here like a mixing bowl and have him squirt crap on my chest. Robin, wow. you must stop now. <laughs> I'm trying to move on to another topic. Um, I like to grab him by the pussy. I sat there and uh, last night I'm watching uh, this. Uh, you got to watch this. You, you'll you be fascinated. It's so fascinating on so many levels, but there's a new documentary on Hulu. And uh, I'm a fan of Beverly Hills Housewives. I've watched that show from the beginning, but there's a show on Hulu about this uh, terrible situation that's going on 
One of if, forget if you watch Beverly Hills Housewives. One of the I Beverly Hills. You watched that last night because so did I. Did you? Yeah. It was fab, right? Fabulous. Oh, I was shocked and amazed. Right. But, you know, what the story is, if you're not a, a watcher of this, it's a fascinating story. One of these housewives who is fabulously wealthy, so wealthy, uh, she married an older man. He's 81. She's in her 40s. And, you know, it, it obviously was a, a situation where she married him for his money. Uh, you know, but you all right, look. You think it was love? <laughs> no. There was nothing loving about it. It, didn't, it, it just, just didn't look very loving. But this lawyer she married, and he's a lawyer, and I know lawyers can make good money, some, but the kind of wealth this guy had, two private jets, a, a gorgeous palace, she walked around like she, it, it, she was fascinating because she would pretend to have a show business career. She, you know, when she was a little girl, she wanted to be in show business. Of course, she tried and ended up being like a stripper somewhere next to the Bada Bing. Not even at go, a Bada Go-go dancer. Yeah, go-go dancer. Go-go dancer. <laughs> And uh, anyway, and then she went out to, to uh, L.A. She became a waitress. She ran into this very wealthy attorney. Wealthy attorney marries her. No prenup, nothing, because he knew he had nothing. He was living on smoke and mirrors. And, yeah. uh, the, and anyway, he became a big backer of her uh, career, if you want to call it that. He was spending uh, 40000 a month on a glam team for her, guys who come in. Gay guy who dresses her, gay guy who does makeup, or gay, you know, this whole... Yeah, whole... everything she did, she had a partner in, uh, brushing right. her teeth, everything. Yeah. yeah, she barely did anything for herself. Quite frankly, I was a little envious. <laughs> I'm still brushing my own teeth. But, uh, you know, it was it was crazy story, and, I, you know, I turned to my wife all the time. I watched this show with my wife, and I'd say, how does an attorney, even he's he's one of the most famous attorneys. He represents people who have been in horrible situations. You know, he sues companies. You know, like this one kid was a burn victim, represented him, and the kid had all, you know, it was horrible. He won him $12 million. The kid never saw the money. And you go, how can that be? Also, he would though, say, people in that plane, there was a plane crash. Yeah. And I mean, he got he, to represent them. The orphans, you know, of, yeah. of the, the parents who the died. The widows and, and orphans. But anyway, he, he, I'm not going to go into the whole special. You can watch it on Hulu, but, uh, they, the, you know, I just said to myself, yes, this guy probably could make a great, if he played it straight, he'd still make a great living. He'd have enough money to live on for 10 lifetimes. But there's a greediness with the criminal mind, you know, they got to have it all. They see this money and they go, how can I get it all? If he had played it straight, he would have been fine. You know, but of course he couldn't, uh, sit there and buy $35,000 a month. Uh, glam teams for his wife. Yeah, of all the housewives, she seemed to have the biggest glam team. And she was the most talentless woman you ever see. She made Pia Zadora look like an Academy Award winner. This uh, this woman, uh, Erica Jane is her name. You know, I'd watch her, and I did. They have it. She had a big gig at a gay club, and this and that. And I'd say, who's paying her? And I realized no one's paying her. She's paying, paying to be. paying for it. Yeah. He's paying for the thing. And I said, this is just, it's, it's hysterical. It's funny to watch on TV. What I didn't know is in order to finance all of this, this guy is taking money from widows and orphans and burn victims. And uh, he's even the lawyer who represented Aaron Brockovich, the Julia Roberts movie. So this yeah, guy was. Apparently, she, he was the one who worked out the deal in yeah. that. Incident, which made Aaron Brockovich famous. 
But anyway, they got a special on this. And the real crime is all of these people who are getting ripped off, they complain to the California board, you know, the law board and uh, the bar, rather, I should call it the, the bar. Yeah. And uh, the bar is supposed to watch over lawyers. They never once looked into this guy, Tom Girardi, never looked into him. I don't I mean, talk well, about now they're changing their rules. Yeah, I would think so. Now they're going to watch how these lawyers handle these uh, funds they get from the uh, resolution of lawsuits. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, when you uh, if you win one of these big, you know, class action suits, the lawyer has to put the funds that, you know, he takes out his fee. But the funds collected uh, for the victims, it's got to go in a whole separate account that the lawyer can't even touch. But I guess his racket was he'd say to these these poor people, he'd say, listen, I got the money. It's dangerous for you to get all the money at once. I'll dole it out to you and you'll get 6% interest. It'll take care of all your costs and blah, blah. Meanwhile, the money was gone. And then some people didn't even know their case had been settled and the money had been gotten already. He kept telling yeah. them, no, 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 we're still going to court. I mean, the guy was so deranged. And, and could lie so easily. I mean, those recordings yeah. of him lying to people, he sounds so unaffected by what he's yeah. doing to them so interesting but anyway uh you and know that erica jane all that money's in her closet well we the don't know where they you know. could retrieve here's because the thing. she's got all those shoes and bags and designer clothes well if if she knew nothing about what her husband was doing which is to- totally possible then she's innocent and has nothing to worry about. If, but she was given title in some of those companies of his. She's secretary. She's this. She's that. She's on those contracts. Well, if they find out that he, you know, he gave her a quickie divorce. If they find out that he gave her money and said, here, divorce me. Stash they can't, it. Yeah. So they can't get them. Then she's in big trouble. But who knows? I mean, I don't I'm not a, an investigator. I don't know what's going on. But well, that's what they say. You. It's like she's on some of these contracts of his companies as a board member. Right. And if she did know exactly what he was doing, she could also be in trouble. But if you got the, this guy's 81 years old, if you got a racket going where you're taking the money from your clients. Don't go on TV and flaunt the wealth. That's what did him in. I, I, I used to say, you know, can you imagine you haven't seen dime one, you're a burn victim and you haven't gotten your money out of this lawyer. And then you turn on your TV and you see this fatso uh, wife of his running around with a big fat ass with glam teams and shoes and diamonds and all this crap. Don't put it on TV. That's what fired this all up. This is what got everyone they got crazy. They so much evidence of him spending yeah. money on her. Yeah. You know, that was the thing. Even that, uh, you know, I don't know Mark Chagall, uh, don't mean any offense, but that painting they pulled out. Yeah, I know. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he bought his wife a million dollar painting, which, by the way, wasn't very good. No offense to Chagall. I think that was uh, his brother, Schmendrick uh, Chagall, who <laughs> painted that. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those horrible paintings. You go, how could that be worth anything? It just right. looked like a I child drew it. I think. <laughs> right. That's why there's a lot of painters out there who who paint like that. They go, you know what? <laughs> why, why put any energy into this career? Um, but anyway, you know, it's so wild. The guy had the whole scam figured out, but then the wife gets on TV 
and is flaunting this wealth, private jets, uh, elaborate meals. Uh, Has you know, to be glam- in a mansion. Yeah. Um, Parties and uh, performances. Oh, I'm going to be doing a performance. <laughs> They better now. He's claiming he has Alzheimer's. He's trying to get out of uh, the going to jail. But uh, they, 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 they listen. Never mind Alzheimer's, Schmalzheimer. Put him in jail. You got to put this guy in jail. He's, he the way he stole money from people. It's so despicable to steal money from like burn victims. Holy mackerel! You got to be cold. You got to be and a stone there, and, cold. You know, dick. He told that family, "You're my favorite client." Yeah, well, I bet. I want to take care of you. Yeah, he sure did. If I rip somebody off, they'd be my favorite client, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I made that much money, I'd say, thank you. You're my favorite client. Anyway, you got to watch it. Uh, that Beverly Hills Housewives is the best. If, by the way, Well, now, get- you know, I always said these are horrible, despicable people. How can you watch them? This only cemented my opinion well, of the housewives. And not only that, and now she's in so much trouble with this guy, and the whole thing looks really bad. You'd think she'd leave the Real Housewives of Beverly no. Hills. She wants to be famous so badly that, you know, th- to be famous in Los Angeles is like the greatest thing you can be, especially if you have zero talent. So... Yeah, oh, but I they've got these so housewife much. franchises all over the country, and they all do it. If they get into trouble, they stay on the show, and you watch them go to jail. <laughs> I don't know how anyone, this is why I love, you always say to me, well, why do you love Beverly Hills Housewives? <laughs> the reason I love it so much is, I don't know how anybody in this world is comfortable getting on TV and flaunting their wealth when you know full well there are homeless people, and people who are really struggling, have kids, the guy lost his job, hasn't worked. How are you comfortable, like, going on TV? They got this one housewife, Sutton is her name, and she must be delusional. I mean, she, first of all, no offense. Look, I don't look good. She doesn't look good either. <laughs> she buys outfits, like like two $3,000 slippers and $10,000 pajamas. And, you know, and, and it's like, why? It, it, they look horrible. I mean, why bother? spending 10 grand on just give it to somebody if you're going to waste money i mean is she the one who came out in that bra and a see-through top in this in this one show i saw and she's terrible she should never wear this stuff i don't know and she's just sitting there and everybody's lying to her and tell her she looks good well that's what they do but anyway i love i love real housewives of beverly hills i said to andy cohen yesterday it's the greatest franchise ever uh, it's really, it's really something, but, uh, the whole thing is just so fucking weird. You do yeah, Richie. wonder where the money's coming from. Yeah. And now st- yeah. we know some of them are stealing it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you're stealing money, don't go on TV showing how much money you have because the people <laughs> you're ripping off are going to be really pissed. And that's what happened. Uh, Richie, you're on the air. Howard, uh, big fan. I saw that page six article yesterday. I want to know what you thought about Amelia, that Lisa Renner's daughter, dating that Scott Disick. She's 20 years old. He's 39. Now, I'm, I'm 40. I'm single. I'd like to date younger girls, but all my friends say that's so inappropriate. But maybe because I don't have as much money as him. Like, what's your thoughts on all that? Well, the only thing, I, the thing that uh, drives me crazy, I don't care who she dates. <clears throat> what drives me crazy is these kids 
of um of like Lisa Renna of the housewives, and, yes. Of the housewives. They see the mother going on TV, running around like a teenager, like a loon. And you know, Lisa with the big lips and uh you know, it, it, it and so these kids get this idea that hey, if I can just get on TV or get on Instagram and like you know, be naked and and like like or like run around and they they don't have to work there's no it doesn't appear that there's a game plan in life i don't know it's just it's sad yeah, like she's naked like, all over they, instagram man yeah i just think and and good looking girl don't get me wrong i got no problem with the kid i mean uh you know i know lisa i mean it's uh you know i what is the i mean you, you, there's no game plan there like you get all that privilege you could have education you could have a great career it's like the kids don't even have a motivation. I guess they prepared you know. themselves for nothing. For nothing, but like if they, they marry around the house, this relationship. Yeah, well, she's got to marry a rich guy because that's what you do. You know. Do you, Do you remember when Lisa was going over her daughter's like dorm room, and the the daughter had like all these like things she wanted for her dorm room? She had like a planner for her dorm room or whatever. It's so annoying. Well, I remember what did that you the just kid. Say? I don't. Know. I don't know what he said. Something about <laughs> planner. I heard the word planner. No, but I remember the kid went to college and couldn't bear to be away from her mother for like right. ten minutes, and then like had to drop out of college. It was too much for. It was too much pressure, and then. But and then that's the, kid the thing. Is had... it's no better having your kid not leave home if you're rich as if you're poor. That's the same as having yeah. your son in the basement. Uh, that they just live in a better house. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So, I mean, can, can a, can a, can a, can a 39 year old guy date a 20 year old appropriately or you have to have yeah. a lot yeah. of money to do it? Why not? She's uh sure. I mean, yeah, it's legal. <laughs> it's legal. I mean, it's fine. I mean, maybe she's in love with him. I don't know. Listen, I don't know about that shit. Uh, honestly, you know, all right. I hope my friends are listening to this. Yeah, you can go date a twenty-year-old. Go ahead. <laughs> if she digs you, it's great. Can I tell you? Listen, I'm married but to that, that much- poor Tom with Erica Jane because all that money he spent. I don't think he got laid once. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the sad part. Now he's going to go to jail. Ooh, for that big fat ass. Oof. Oh, when I used to see her, I just found her horrible. But uh, yeah, here's here's something I'm reading. Tom and Erica were sued in December for allegedly using their divorce to embezzle money intended for the families of victims killed in a 2018 Boeing plane crash. Yeah. Anyway, watch the special. It's really good. I, and I'm a fan of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills just for this reason. This is very, very good. This is going to be a good plot line. Well, as long as they keep exposing criminals, I'll uh, say it has some value. <laughs> I feel bad. I didn't mean to dismiss J.D., but I didn't know what he was talking about either. No, he was carrying you, on. I, didn't, I understood I, one I, word. Yeah. I thought I, I had a point. I guess I didn't. <laughs> here's what I heard. I, I remember when the planner thing, dorm room thing or whatever, you know, when she had that or whatever. That's what I heard. <laughs> Say it again. It sounded better in my head. And yeah, what then did you it, say? it was like, I didn't know whether he said planner or planter. I was like, what is he saying? Oh, he said planner. Like a plant, like a, like, JD, what did you say, planter or planner? No, I said planner. 
Right. Uh, it, I couldn't tell because I didn't, you know, he never really enunciates. So it's right. like, is he talking about her decorating or a book she wrote in? I don't know what he's Ooh. talking about. Yeah, her mother bought her a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Or what is your point? I don't mean to dismiss you. Go ahead. No, this, the daughter had like all these demands for her dorm room or some room or whatever she was, or apartment she was renting somewhere. And Lisa was sitting there like, I raised a monster. <laughs> so, yeah, that was basically it. Never mind. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. All right. Go, go back yeah, to whatever goodbye. it is you do for me. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Marianne from Brooklyn. Hey, Marianne. Howard, I love you so much. And congratulations, of course, everybody who has Sirius turned you on. And you turned yeah. me on, Howard. But anyway, um, my daughter turned me on to the Housewives Beverly Hills a few, like, few years ago. I love them. I adore them. We met Erica Jane at a book signing. Howard, in person, she was so nice, so beautiful. And now... Yeah, but why? Of course she would so- be. Of course she would be nice. I mean, at least she she's like... She wants to be she's- famous. She likes having fans. Yeah, she wants fans. And she fans for what? She wrote a book. I don't know. She, she though, I would buy that book if it was if it was about the ripping, you know, ripping off. If she knew something about it, again, I don't know what she knows, but she should get off well, that show. Now it's her. time. Well, I don't think uh, they're going to let her go because she's got a great storyline. And Sutton Howard, you're right. Those clothes are worth tens of thousands of dollars, and I'll bet my ten ninety nine Gap Factory jeans look better than that woman. She looks right. horrible. I hate to say that. It's insane. But, Howard, let's talk later about Jeopardy. I want to know what John Hine thinks. We haven't spoken about Jeopardy. Okay, all right. You know, when you say, gee, I'm a fan, I went to her book signing, and she was nice. You know, Ted Bundy was nice to people. Yeah, you know. as long as it wasn't late at night right. and he wasn't in a murderous rage. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine you're like you you're a burn victim. You have burns over ninety percent of your body. You can't afford a skin graft because it's so expensive. And then you turn on the TV and you see this woman on TV and your your lawyer's wife and she's buying a new handbag for ten thousand dollars. I mean, it's got to make you mental. I felt so bad. I mean, you know. Yeah, this was a real horror story. He wasn't yeah. ripping off the government or an insurance no. company. He was actually ripping off people who were injured <laughs> and have life-threatening illnesses and diseases. Yeah. I mean, he's right up there with Hitler, right? I mean, pretty much. <laughs> he would have helped him out. If, if Hitler could give him some money, he would have been right there for the takedown. Actually, Hitler could be way more charming than this guy. You know, they, they say, but aside from, you know, killing everybody and starting a World War II, he, he could be very nice to dogs and uh, children. <laughs> no, I remember uh, the origin story for Freddy Krueger. This is how he started out. Freddy Krueger was a, uh, was a mortal. He was a mortal man. And uh, he uh, became a lawyer. And he started to represent burn victims and then steal their money. And then he ah. became Freddy Krueger, see? <laughs> and that guy kind of looks like Freddy Krueger. You know, he's all bald. And he it looks could like be, yeah. Put yeah. that hat on. Yeah. Put the hat, the nails, and the <laughs> teeth in. And I think he'd look like Freddy Krueger. I might have a job for him starring in my new movie. Tom Girardi is Freddy Krueger. 
Then I this morning I was watching um, Stephen Colbert had on John Stewart, and John Stewart was talking about this, uh, you know, COVID coming from China from a from a lab, know, a Wuhan yeah. lab. Yeah, he's you know he's way into it. But that doesn't surprise me either. I mean, this COVID thing is so confusing. I was just reading an article. I, I had to put it away. Uh, you know, I read Bob Lefsetz's email. He he sent, he has like an email column, and somebody was writing into him, and it was this article out of England. And basically, the article was saying how there's a new variant of the COVID strain in uh, England, and people who are vaccinated, they're dying. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, and it's like, and what it is, again, a lot of people in England haven't been vaccinated twice. You see, this all boils down to we're still at risk in the United States because these fuckers, these these people, I guess, who voted for Trump. I, that's the only way I, you know, they won't get vaccinated. They're just, they're, they're um, disruptors. Like Caitlyn Jenner says, thoughtful disruptors. They don't want their freedom taken away. There was a protest going on. I saw on TV, health workers, people who work in hospitals, they don't want to get the vaccine. Yeah, I down mean, in Texas. Yeah, down in Texas, people who are educated, who are in the nursing profession, uh, this kind of thing, they don't and want to get taken it. lots of vaccines. Let me just say, yes. nurses are mandated to take vaccines all the time. Don't you wish we could just, you know. Put tattoos on these people who won't get um, vaccinated so we can identify them and put them in a special place. Because they're so selfish, so fucking selfish. They don't want to let us get back to they don't want to let our country. They don't want to help our country get back on its feet. Well, they're going to keep this like Marjorie Taylor Greene and compare mask wearing to the Holocaust. Yeah. Until you go to the Holocaust Museum. Yeah. Can you imagine? This this piece of shit is in the United States Congress, and these fucking other Republicans don't do a thing to her. What the fuck is happening in this country? We are so dangerously close to losing our democracy. They hate America. These people hate America. They want to keep us weak. They want to keep us... Um, I, I, it's like they're Russians, and they're trying to destroy our way of life because they're jealous. But they Maybe live here. Maybe that's what's happening. They've infiltrated... And now it's like little bombs going off, all these people trying to destroy America. The government's trying to put magnets inside of us. You know, it's like crazy people, what you see in the in the nut house. I'm telling you that they put a magnet in me. I, I mean, we got imbeciles. I don't want to get that vaccine. Well, well, you got every other vaccine. Why won't you get this one? The Taylor Green person, she... Went to the Holocaust Museum, and now she comes out and she goes, I am so sorry if I offended anyone. There is nothing that compares to the Holocaust, and it should never be compared. I am sorry. I said, that doesn't mean I now realize I'm stupid. Right. She's an idiot. And that I'm uneducated, and I don't know what I'm talking about ever. She's a moron. And she's sitting in the United States Congress. She'll continue to make bad decisions, you know, unless somebody figures out what she needs to know. But she represents people who somehow buy into her. I mean, she ain't alone. Let's not forget that. I mean, someone voted for her. 
So they see something in her that. Well, they're stupid as she is. Hey, Pam. Pam in Ohio. What's up? Um, yeah, I just have a question for you. I, I, not really a question. I just want to say that I think Lisa Renna is doing the right thing on the Housewives because it's her job. And look how much money she's made on that home shopping network just from doing that show. No, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I have no problem with Lisa Renna. Lisa Renna no, is there. She's her money legally. I watch the show. I'm yeah, a fan. Yeah, I mean, I think she's doing it I right. Love, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, sure, she's doing it right. I mean, she's doing her job. She's they asked her to be on a reality show, and she's making it interesting, and she's yelling at people, and she's you know fighting and, she's and getting businesses out of it. That's right. great. I don't have a problem with. Yeah, that. I mean, I think she's playing the I game. I got a problem with that. The uh, game. I got a problem with the uh, you know. I have a problem. I mean, but it's the reason I watch the show. The problem I have is how are people so comfortable? flaunting their wealth like that when other people aren't doing well. I don't understand how you, I would be so ashamed and embarrassed to be carrying on and wasting money the way those people do uh, and spending it on nonsense. And But but that's their bit, their right and their business, but then they show it off as if, ha, 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 look at, look at us, the rest of America, you all suck. It's a very yeah, strange. Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you. It's a strange mentality. I don't. I mean, I I I love watching them on TV, but I couldn't be friends with them. I mean, I, I'm like they're despicable people. I mean, you know, it, it's like there's no effort being made even to say to their children, "Go out and get a job." That I can tell. Yeah, I agree. It's, well, it's I just weird. wanted to say that I didn't. But hear I love the show. I just thought, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I I'm with you. I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm sucked in. <laughs> Right. I love I the show. Look at, thank you. All right. Who cares what you think? Eh? Only matters what I think. <laughs> no, she's right. No, I uh, I am a fan of the show. And I'm glad they put it out there because I sit there with my wife and I yell at the TV. Well, let me just say something. None of them look good in those clothes they wear. Right. They ought to Terrible. find a real stylist who can tell them what they should be wearing. I don't know, but you know who's a genius? Andy Cohen. I mean, he has an eye for real pieces of shit. I mean, he knows how to spot them. You got to hand it to the guy. He's I mean, it's modern what... day Truman Capote, you know? Yeah. Truman Capote used to watch all those people and then he started writing about them when he couldn't figure out how to make a living and they all got angry at him because he told all their secrets how horrible they were. Yeah. Andy but Gamusco, I guess they have a casting when they want to start one of these franchises, Real Housewives franchises, and he must sit there in the chair and go, "No, no, wh- you, you're a piece of shit. Now you, someone I can put on TV." <laughs> but I think he must have seen at these parties these pieces of shit, and so yeah. you know they'd make a great television show. I know, like that's how he got the idea. I mean, what a talent this guy has. <laughs> He can identify pieces of shit and put them on TV. <laughs> and I watch it. Now, he that's probably a knew all along about this Erica Jane and her husband. He goes, oh, wait until that blows up. Put her on You're, TV. I'm sure by season seven, everyone will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, by the way, speaking of Andy Cohn, he, was, uh, he called into our show yesterday and I was laughing. 
I heard the uh, baby crying in the background. That baby. And whoa, boy. That was a loud. He had to have a baby. Yeah. Had to have a baby. (laughs) Uh, I I think it's great. But um, let me see here. A couple of people wrote in about Andy. I might as well start there today on the show. Um. I think most people wrote in about wanting my uh, studio. He's been eyeing up my studio. Yes. As you know, because of the uh, COVID situation, we've been out of our studio broadcasting from home. And uh, Andy, the other day, actually went into the Sirius XM building. It was like a ghost town. He was the only one doing a show there. And he got his mind got wandering. And he thought, wow, what if I could get into Howard's studio? I'd like to sit in the chair, blah, blah, blah. And maybe I could even take over his studio if he never comes back. Uh, here's what the fans had to say. Andy needs to stay away from Howard's studio. He knows better than that. Only one king can sit on that throne. Oh, boy. Don't even joke about the Kiki Lounge taking over Studio 69. Only Howard should be in that studio until he deems another show worthy. And thank you for that. My fans sticking up for me. Yes. The thought of letting anyone take over Howard's studio is depressing. Letting Andy Cohn do his radio show in there would be like letting a Little League team in to play at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> well, if any, if anything, look, give Andy some credit. The man can spot a selfish dipshit from a mile away and put him <laughs> on TV, and that's a talent. So stop it. Right, Robin? Right. That's right. That's right. Hours and hours we have to fill on TV. Yes, Jim. Jim in Massachusetts. Yes, this is Jim in Massachusetts. Hey now, Howard. How are you? Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Listen, and I got to find out what hey happened now. to you. I've been a fan of yours. Thank I grew you. up in Rhode Island. I've been listening to you since I was a kid. Good. And I just listened to the crap you threw out there. Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not a fan, but you're Piece talking about the shit. Holocaust. And then the thing. Okay, but in the same breath, Howard, you're saying, let's take these people and put a tattoo on them. Yes. Whose idea was that? Hitler. Hitler. I'm I'm the modern-day Hitler. I want to take all of you fucking anti-vaxxers and lock you up somewhere because you're anti-my country. You're sitting and worrying about aliens coming into this country. Why aren't you worried about the fucking virus that's in this country, you cunt? Listen, Howard, everybody's worried about the virus, but you can't force things on people. We can't force things on people. We shouldn't have to force anything. You do it for your country, you fucker. Go get the vaccine, you pussy. Bullshit. I'm more, let me tell you something, pal. I am more libertarian than you. But when it comes to my country and we're locked or in a lockdown and people can't work and and our country is being held hostage by a by a virus and we've got to cure shitheads like you who have never studied science. You flunked science, you fucker. And now you're sitting and telling me about science. You cock sucking fuck. You motherfucker. I wish I could get my hands on you. Where are you in Massachusetts? Robert? Fire up the Batmobile. I'm going to get this guy. (laughs) Jim, no, Jim. Jim, have you gotten? Jim, have you gotten the vaccine? I have not gotten the vaccine. (laughs) Traitor. Traitor. I'm not a traitor. Why wouldn't you get it? Those healthcare workers. Traitor. Why don't? Why do you think those healthcare workers don't want to get it? Are they traitors? Why do you think they're they're stupid like you? Yeah, you're dummy. Half the country's dumb. Can I? All right, you're going to just stonewall me, you're going to let me speak. Go ahead. Okay. 
So why are most of Fa- why are like a good percentage of Fauci's people in the NIH not getting that mRNA vaccine? Why? Now, uh, do you have evidence of that? Are these just things he somebody testified. told you? This is what he read on the internet. He testified. Yeah, he testified. He testified. So why, Layla, Jim? Jim, let's let's not talk about other people. Let's talk about you. Why are you not getting the vaccine? Because he saw other people not get medical, it. I have some medical reasons why I can't get it. Okay, what and, are the reasons? And we do what are the reasons? I have a medical reason, an immune situation that I can't you get. You have an immune but system? Howard, Guess what? I have one, too. What? You don't have yeah, an, immune an immune system. Problem, yeah, I know. Your okay. brain is rejecting uh, logical thought. Happened to, what, what happened to my body, my choice, Howard? What happened to that? You're a big that fan was that, women right? talking about having abortions. Oh, it only applies to women. Idiot. I understand. All of a sudden, no, you like missed- that state that statement? All of a sudden, uh, you're worried about women and abortion. Here's what I hope for you, Jim. Jim, here is what I hope for you. I hope you. I hope you die alone in a hospital, what on a ventilator. I do hope that. That's it. That's what I hope for you. That's what I hope for you. You really wish that's what I pray for, dear Jesus. I'm going to pray to Jesus. Jesus, show Jim the way. And when he's laying in the hospital, when he's on the ventilator. And I want his last words to be, oh, fuck, I made a mistake. I should have gotten that vaccine. Howard was right. All right, Howard. I know you're not that kind of guy. I know you don't wish that on anybody. Listen, I know, I know you're Robin has, I'm that kind of guy, trust me. Uh, Robin, who has a compromised immune system, as you know, she's been vocal about her situation. She yes. got the vaccine, and I guarantee you she's more, uh, let's say, immune compromised than you, Jim. What's your well, what's you your underlying con- what's be- your underlying condition? I'm not going to publicize that. But no, I have because there is none. You don't even know what it is. You don't have yeah, any. Because if we one. find out what Jim has, we'll you know ostracize yeah. him. We what you have what is mental have. illness. That's what you have. You can no, still take the vaccine. Illness, no. Yeah, Robin had had cancer. Howard, I've, got all, I've got tons of vaccines. I don't. I'm not anti-vaccine. My kids have had the various. So then, what is the problem? Anti-vaxxer. Then what's your problem? Go get it. Do it for the old people. Do it for the young people who have to go back to school. How could you take all those other vaccines? Those are the good vaccines. Well, I took them years ago. But but, but you're talking about young people. What's the death rate on this virus, Howard? Do you even know that the percentage of the death rate? You have been diagnosed with... Lower. What are you talking about? You're an idiot. Half a million. So what? What has that got to do with half a million people dying in our country? From uh, I mean, half a half a half a billion people dying. But did you? But did you force all these vaccines on kids when? How many people do you know have died from this vaccine around the world? I mean, from this uh, from the from the COVID virus around the world. I don't know. I don't know anyone who died, but I've heard of some people that died. I don't know personally anyone that. Well, I do. I know people who died. I oh, got I got at thing, least four friends whose parents died. Well, it's terrible. And we force vaccines. We force. We force. Listen and learn, Jim. We force vaccines on kids all the time. Did you hear what I just? What did I just say? Repeat it. Repeat it. You force vaccines on kids all the time. That's right. Of course we do. Yes, we do. No, they're still taking voluntarily. My they're kids couldn't go to school unless they took a vaccine. Well, listen, my kids were vaccinated, too. I've been vaccinated. This particular vaccine 
I have some. Let me ask about. you something, Jim. Jim, let me ask you something. Why don't we have smallpox in this country anymore? How come? How did what happened to it? What happened? And what to type it? of vaccine was that, Howard? What type of vaccine was the smallpox? What type vaccine? of vaccine was, was it? it an mRNA? Who cares MRNA what it is? I, you, you don't know. You, you're spewing mRNA. What do you do for a living, Jim? Doesn't Tell everyone. Yeah, no, you know what it is. You do. Well, of course I know what it is. What do you but do? It doesn't matter. What, what do you do? What do you do? And by the way, I'm a lawyer. I'm listening. You're not a lawyer. You're full of shit. Here's the I thing. I am a lawyer. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're just okay. not. Okay, I'm not. All right. I'm not. Tell the truth. You're not. I'm a lawyer. No, you're not. I know who you are. I know Take you, my Jim. Down. You're not a lawyer. How do you know me? I don't know you. I you know who me. you are. You're not a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. If you're a lawyer, you know you must uh, be taking money from uh, from accident victims. <laughs> no, not that kind of lawyer. Why don't we have? Nope. So you're a lawyer. Why don't we have smallpox anymore in this country? Why? Listen, I agree that there have been I asked you a question. You don't answer. Yeah. You're, you're not a lawyer. You're not answering the question. Why don't we have smallpox in the United that's States? I'm a lawyer. I can answer the question. All right. Yeah, what is the answer? What is the answer? Stop bullshitting. Why don't we have smallpox? Answer. What happened to it? Where did it because go? We had a va- we, because we had a treatment. We had a vaccine. All right. Thank you. All right. And people right. took it. Howard, you lost that one. What'd you say? He lost that one. You know, he's sitting there having an argument with himself, and he declares you the loser. No, I'm not. How How did did I lose? You're in the competition. Idiot. (laughs) What? What? Let me ask you another question then. What happened to polio? Why don't we have it anymore? Remember when children were born with polio? You remember that? I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing that. We've had vaccines that have been very effective. And you didn't know how those vaccines were made when you took them. Oh, he so they were made with a with a dead piece but of virus. But you didn't know it. That you just took it. You opened your mouth and you let him put a sugar cube in your mouth. A half a million no, people. A half a million people died. I understand how in this country. A half a million. You can say I don't know them. Well, we know you don't know them. You don't know anyone who died in the Holocaust either. But it happened. I hate to tell you. A half a million people. A half a million people no longer walk the planet because of COVID. A half a million of your fellow Americans, and you won't take the vaccine to help them. You know, well, it would actually help us to know who's not vaccinated. So you're going to put tattoos on? Yes, on you. Not not on everyone. You. Yes, I'm going to put the Star David on you. That's right. Not Not because of your religion. It's because you're stupid. Well, you know what? I'm Robin and I. That can affect anyone. Jim, Robin and I are working on a vaccine right now against stupidity. Right. And you're yeah. going to be the first one to take it because you're a big dummy. <laughs> All right? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I'm mad. God got me so wrong. So what I was trying to say earlier is a half a million people are dead from COVID. A half a million. That's a lot of people. And it would have kept going and going and going. The numbers were going up every day, like astronomically. That's a lot of people. It's a half a... Think about that. 500,000 people are dead. I mean, it's a lot of people. This guy won't And just because you don't know anybody, there, there were people who died, and there are people 
who are missing at the Thanksgiving table for families all over the country. I got me nuts. He doesn't know anybody. Uh, so frustrating. I go crazy. <laughs> I was watching those uh, healthcare workers out of Texas screaming, "They we want our freedom. You got your freedom, you fuck. Yeah, you don't have a job. You have your freedom. Right. You have freedom because you live in a great country. <laughs> you don't want to take the vaccine? Go home. Find another way to make a living. Hi, Fred. Fred's in uh, Ohio. By the way, hey, I, I, I have to say, and Fred, Fred, let me just correct myself. According to Reuters, the number of U.S. deaths now hit 600,000 on Monday, so I'm wrong. It wasn't 500,000 people died. It's 600,000 people in the United States of America. Way to stand up for your okay, fellow I, Americans. Anyway, go ahead, Fred. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Mr. Stern. Uh, first of all, let me say good morning to you, good morning to Robin and Fred. I love you. You're the best. Hi, my Fred. But, and by uh, the way, let me say to you, Thank you for calling hey me Mr. Now. Stern. I want all all listeners now to refer to me as Mr. Stern. Thank you, Fred. Hey now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey now. Sir or Mr. Stern. You. Yes. Thank you, Fred. I respect you, hey Mr. Now. Stern. Of course you do. Uh, I'm smart. But I, 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 just want, I just want to say to you, by you spewing the political stuff, you are separating, you are alienating 50%, regardless of your political beliefs. I don't care. What do I give a shit? I'm not going to let it sit here and let morons uh, rule my way of thinking. I know I'm right. Okay, well, that's your belief. That's your belief. No, I'm right. It's not not a belief. The the vaccine works. What is there a belief? Belief. Everyone with their beliefs. All right, I'm going to go back to this. Mr. Stern, can I ask you one more question? You haven't asked me one question yet. Has he asked a question? No. (laughs) Ask your first question. How many... (laughs) <laughs> this isn't po- by the way people? fred you're wrong this isn't yeah. politics it's science you made it political every good american should no. take their vaccine and get rid of this scourge okay. so that we win okay. with all due That's, respect sir let me say i love you, my country you don't people, uh, no sir i love my country i no you don't well you, then you don't love your fellow man the, the american <laughs> The American flag is tattooed on my body with a bald eagle on it. I respect. I love my What does that mean? Country. That doesn't mean you love your country. If you haven't taken you your like vaccine, take it. If, if I was president, okay. I would bring you into the White House and remove your tattoo. I'd have it lasered off your back. <laughs> oh, along with the new tattoo that you're going to put on me to say that I was vaccinated? Right. That's right. Or I replace not. it. That's right. No, that you're not vaccinated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, sir. With all due respect, how Mr. many people Stern. in the last two years have you heard passed away from the flu? How many cold uh, symptoms have you heard of? What has uh, this got to do with the what, COVID what? vaccine? If, Who if cares? you don't think that this this is a political scam, Mr. Stern. Oh, this is Jesus, a political Fred, scam. wake up. Why do they wake have phones, up. these people? I want you out of my country. How do I get you to leave? I want you gone. Uh, oh. What do you think? Let me ask you something, Fred. Fred, sir, sir, Mr. Fred. Yes, sir. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen to you if you take the vaccine? What's the big fear? Tell me what your problem is. I'm not saying. What's what's going to happen to you? I'm not saying. I took it. Robin took it. Nothing happened. What do you? What what, what do you? What do you think is going to happen? Sir, I'm not. I'm not 
afraid of that. But what I'm saying is it's an insurance What are you afraid of? Scam. How, many okay. people, how many people have passed from the flu or pneumonia? I watched my father lay there in a hospital bed and have his lungs drained five right. years ago so what? from pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched my father-in-law be put into a nursing home saying, oh, yep, it's COVID, when it was clearly the flu. I'm, okay. Oh God. Not, now he's a doctor. I'm, listen, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> no, I'm telling you what the so-called professional. Fred, I want me. you on a ventilator, dying alone in a hospital. Goodbye. I don't want you calling me again. You are not allowed to listen. Uh, rescind his um, uh, a subscription, please, to SiriusXM. Thank you. I just uh, I have a person there who can track him down. Block that number. Yes. I can't take it. Please don't call me anymore. Please. Please, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Why me? Why me? I can't take it anymore. I'm telling you. I don't have the energy to deal with morons. I don't and mind if you listen to me. They take a lot of energy. That's, the thing. That's why they're winning. <laughs> they, they are let so hard to move. Let, let me alone. Mm. Let me be, will you? Why me? Why me? Why did it have to be me? Well, we got a real... Problem. The only the only thing I know is uh, thank God for blackened American whiskey because yeah, I drink, drink that. And <laughs> I could drink that and then right away I forget about all the morons. <laughs> what a beautiful collaboration from legendary distiller Dave Pickerel and Metallica. Blackened. This is whiskey remastered. Boy, those Metallica guys, you gotta love them. You know they're making whiskey now using Metallica music. Good for you. God bless. Uh, Jay, you're on the air in Texas. Hey, Howard. Hey, now. Hey, now. And by the way, I haven't forgotten. I got to play you the six-minute phony phone call uh, this morning. Yeah. And And I've got a great update on Ask Napkinette. It's so gross. You're going to throw up your breakfast. Oh, It's going to be great. You're going to wait till you hear what this guy's up to. (laughs) Let's do it. What could he have done now? Uh, Oh, it's so gross. I listened to it last and I went, oh, I can't wait to play this for my audience. <laughs> yes, Jay. Hey, Howard. These dudes who are, who are anti-vaxxers, just let them not get it and let them die. And let's just protect ourselves because you can't change these guys' opinions. And they're just, let's just thin out the herd and get rid of them. Yeah, well, that's what maybe that's what'll happen. Maybe that'll be it. All the morons will die because they won't take the vaccine. I see. I, a, I had to take it because I'm a first responder, so of course I had to take it because I didn't want to affect nobody else what? or bring it home. So of course, you were people, one of the first people I suspect who got the vaccine. You were, and and God bless you. Know yeah. you know how many people in India right now would 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 pay a fortune to get the vaccine? They can't get it. Yeah. And they're all dying over there. This this asshole who calls me, oh, well, my father died. Well, a lot of people die of other things. We we understand that, but we got a pandemic yeah. going on right now, and this asshole he's telling me about his father. You know, yeah. everyone's going to die. Well, we get that. that. Thing, you have to listen to you know some of these people are so right wing. I understand that it's going to take your rights. Well, it's your right to die too. So don't make don't make me your right to get sick with you you know well that's the it's thing so it's nice. not their right to kill you because they won't 
Dude, and by the way, how in America did it become a right-wing anthem? As you say, you know, these guys are right-wing. When did it become right-wing to be so anti-America? Like it used to be, you know, I imagine Ronald Reagan would have been the president who got everyone to take the vaccine because you do it for America. That's like during World War II, you bought war bonds. You know, you rallied around yeah. the flag. Um, when did it become yeah. right-wing to be anti-vax? I wouldn't want to be part of a party that became anti-vax, it, it, anti-science. I don't understand how warped this is. I'm not uh, a liberal. I'm, uh, I'm, I got some pretty conservative views, if, you know, traditional conservative views. But Jesus Christ, when it comes to this vaccine, yeah, I'm a conservative. I'm for my country. I'm for standing exactly. up and I, taking the vaccine. Why do you have to belong to a group to point right. to put your view across? Like, can you just be an American and just say, "Hey, I'm American." Yeah, thing. some things just used to be outside of politics. They were of just course. about being an American, a citizen, and then now everything's political. Like after nine eleven, we were all Americans. Mm-hmm. Remember, everyone said, "Yeah, fuck, exactly. fuck Osama bin Laden." Now there's a crisis. Who knows where this COVID came from? It, what's the difference where it came from? They hate exactly. Fauci. They, they hate this one. They, they hate scientists. Who could hate this guy Fauci? This guy Fauci, if you know anything about Fauci, this fucking guy could have made a fortune in private practice. A brilliant guy. Went into public service. Mm-hmm. He, he's been a leader saving this country from all kinds of viruses. And they're like, well, you're trying to do something to us. You're trying to hide the fact that it came from a lab. Who cares? He didn't know where it came from. He said, I would, right. it came from a lab that's useful information, but I mean, they, they, they're, they're nuts. People politicize being sick. Well, people you just know, want to make thanks, a point, well, Howard, they just want to put a point on your head. I like when people go, I'm liberal. Than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. I'm liberal because yeah. I'm for taking the vaccine. Can you imagine? I'm a liberal. Because or wearing I a mask. That makes you a liberal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you liberals well, wear masks. Howard. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I get attacked. Howard and Robin, Robin, how, and I then mean, I, Robin, sexual chocolate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Robin is sexual chocolate. <laughs> You're I'm absolutely sorry, right. Why kidding. is that? Yeah. Why is that political? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because it's Howard. These people are just, they're idiots. You can't fix stupid. You just can't. No. You know, I, don't know I how to fix stupid. Thank you. Thank you. You made your point. All right, here it is. Carnegie Mellon survey lists the most common reasons to not get vaccinated. One, concern for side effects. Okay. Everybody, everyone I know who has taken it, I don't, no one's got a side effect. Okay. Except for you, some people did. I didn't even get sick for one day. Nor did I. Yep. Had a sore arm. Waiting to see if they're safe. Well, come on. All right. They're safe. I'm the biggest medical paranoid there is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's safe. Three, others need it more. Let them get it. Well, they told you they're ready to throw out the vaccine because it's going to expire. But number four is the best. Distrust of vaccines or the government. We got a government. They can't do anything. We can't even build bridges anymore. You think they have the know-it-all to sit there and track you with with a device and the vaccine? Who's putting this all together? They can't even agree on anything. Hey, Jacob. Jacob in Missouri. Yo. Yo. Yes. Yep. Hey, Howard. Hey. So, 
So I got, uh, I was on that whole bandwagon that thought COVID was bullshit, thought the vaccine was bullshit and everything like that. All the way up until I got COVID right before Christmas, uh, damn near died from it, still suffer from symptoms of it. And uh, I did get the vaccine. My wife got the vaccine. Um, and I recommend anybody get the vaccine now. Um, I know so a person it, who got it, COVID. It, it, I know a person got COVID, got over it, and was sick as a dog, got over it. And now, months later, is having problems in another part of their body. And the doctor just said, this is a result of COVID. In other words, it's a secondary. This COVID ain't... This well, is now such they're a bad... saying that it causes psychosis in some people. Yeah. They're having Why would you fuck with that? They don't I mean, go well, away, but... But if, if half these fucking people suffer from the worst, the worst symptoms of it, I think they'd change their tune. Of course they would. Yeah, but we can't so wait stupid. for everybody to get sick to figure no. out they need to take the vaccine. No, no, I agree with that, but no. All right. if, 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 Thank you, Jacob. I'm glad you're all right, and I'm glad you were able to tell your story here on the air. Okay, Meredith. Then I you know, because the, the thing is, Howard, these variants Robin. will keep Hello, getting stronger I'm... and stronger. That's right. I'm a long-time listener, and I want to tell you, I have had an immune-suppressed uh, disease since the age of four. I got my COVID vaccine. I'm a nurse full-time, and I had COVID. So that bullshit jerk-off gym is freaking telling false information. Anybody's yep. got, like, immune-suppressed system, check with your doctor first. That's what I did. Is it okay? And he said, absolutely. So that idiot can shove it up his ass and kiss my white fat ass. And Meredith, uh, you're immune immune suppressed. You would be in danger from COVID. Of course you should get the vaccine. And I I have gotten years ago an infection that almost killed me and fought it. And I tell you, I called my doctor and I checked. Is it okay? He said, absolutely. My husband and I ran, got our vaccines, both of them, and we've been fine. And I work full-time as a nurse. It's around everywhere still. Absolutely. God bless the nurses. You know, I uh, one of my daughters is a nurse practitioner, and uh, oh. I'm, so, I'm so proud of my daughter, all my daughters, of course, but what she is doing and how she's conducted herself and and she tells me about all the nurses who work with her and, you know. It's rough out there, Howard. It, is, it, it really it is. is. It, is it, it is the most, these people are the most wonderful people in our society. And if you see you, a Howard. nurse, would you please thank them? I see, you know. I, I, you know what? I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And I am a longtime big fan of you guys, all of you. So, you absolutely. Bet. I'll tell everybody. All right. Thank you, Meredith. You know, my, my, I, I see these nurses, and Robin, you were a nurse, so you certainly know what they sacrifice and what they do and the way they help people and the way they care. It, it, I mean, science is the greatest thing this country has going for it. And the fact that some geniuses came up with a, a, a way for us to dig our way out of this hole, which is COVID-19, so that we can now again start to, you know, rejoin life. And these morons sit there and you hear them. I don't trust that they're vaccine. They're taking away my... I mean, you imbecile. 
you you know nothing lightweight you don't deserve to live in this country you go fuck yourself i i mean literally take your penis and stick it in your own ass that's what <laughs> i want you to do i wish wish it was possible you gotta stop you gotta stop being stupid you gotta read a book Read the newspaper. But, you know, I even hear some alleged smart people being stupid. I know. You and I have talked about this off the air. We have identified alleged smart people <laughs> who are stupid. Robin and I spend a lot of time together doing this. Uh, you know, these morons can't comprehend that some brilliant scientist thought ahead and started working on a mRNA vaccine before we needed it. Well, you know, mRNA has, you know, a lot of different applications. It was just that they looked at what was going on. They said, you know, maybe we can use it to create a vaccine quickly. And they did. But mRNA has been used in other other ways. God bless scientists. God bless nurses. Robin, I know a nurse who made the ultimate sacrifice. What did she do? She she straddled her patient who felt they had lost their manhood, and uh, lovely woman. I don't want to mention any names. It was uh, I think her name was uh, Clara Barton. <laughs> no, name was Robin Quivers, and people need to know it. This guy felt bad about himself, and Robin said, "Here, I'll show you. You're a man. You're still a man. I'll I straddle you." Good for you. That's a sacrifice. You didn't have to do that. Okay. You went above and beyond. Do me. I didn't. I could have let him sit there crying because you he changed that he guy's life. Yeah, man anymore. And you know who that patient was? That was Joe Biden, a young Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden, uh, he certainly knows how to make a woman feel good. Did you know what he said after meeting the queen? What did he say? She reminded me of my mother. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best thing you can say to him. That's the best. I actually watched his press conference. It was so nice to see him overseas and have an adult in charge. It was like so nice. Like, we need our allies overseas. Don't kid yourself. Well, you know, trying to do things on your own and always being on your own and by yourself is a great way to wind up behind the eight ball. Right. That's right. Anyway, uh, let me take a break. Uh, yes, I'm going to get to the six-minute phony phone call. This thing is epic. I mean, I, I mean, I've never heard a phony phone call go on this long. It's wild. I mean, it's real. It's real theater of the mind. Sound effects, guest stars in it. It's crazy. <laughs> really, we've got yeah. cameos, cameos, an epic cast. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, who's in this? Isn't Ice T acting in this one? <laughs> For real, the real iced tea. The real iced tea. Yeah, call. yeah, like not a bullshit thing. Yeah, iced tea. Just got handed a, a little note over the computer here. Iced tea. <laughs> How'd they get iced tea? Iced tea's acting in the phony phone call. <laughs> I thought he was a busy man. <laughs> and you know who he plays? Who? Ice, ice tea. tea. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, listen, um, let me tell you about tea there is. Guys, can you stop playing with the volume on the music? Let me handle it. Thank you. Who are you talking to? You're looking up in the sky like there's nobody there. 
talking to God. <laughs> I know when it's loud. I, I do that on purpose. I'll but let's explain the show to some people. Uh, the Cedar. <laughs> I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Between the anti-vaxxers and people changing your music box. And people trying to steal my studio. <laughs> I never thought anyone would covet my studio. Uh, the Cedar was so popular. Oh, this is an interesting little fact. The Cedar single came out. It was released before the album. It was so popular that Veruca Salt asked our radio station, K-Rock, to hold back playing the song because their album wasn't out yet. Uh, so they were nervous that people wouldn't buy the album. Veruca uh -huh. Salt reunited back in 2014 after breaking up in 1998. What? 1998 they broke up? Yeah. Nina and Louise did not speak between 1998 and 2012. What, what what were they arguing about? The vaccine? I mean, what, what could be? Yeah, <laughs> what the... one of them didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah. I love I love these bands. They can't get along. They, they they get something good going, and then they break up. Nina and Louise did not speak. What could it be that they didn't speak about? Get them on the show. Nina Gordon and Louise Post. They started their career as coffeehouse circuit folk singers. Then they added drums and bass, and then they had a hit song, and then they're fighting. Stupid. <laughs> Two dummies. They should have come on the show and let me work it out for them. What could they fight about? I have no idea. Their periods weren't in sync or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's terrible, Robin. You, you, as soon as women have <laughs> a problem, you say... I'll probably be canceled now, right? <laughs> right. You say it's their period. <laughs> Baruch Salt performed at the 1997 Howard Stern birthday bash. Who could forget that moment? You know what? When when you said that they broke up, I was like, they did the show and then broke up. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens to a lot of bands. They do our show and they break up. <laughs> they, they argued about our show, I think. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Uh, well, thank you for doing our show. I remember it like it never happened. I honestly do. <laughs> Seether. It's off the album American Thighs. And where does American Thighs come from, Robin? You might know this. ACDC's You Shook Me uh, All Night Long. Yes. I was going to say, that's a lyric, right? Like, knock me out with those American Thighs. American Thighs, yes. There you go. See? Now, let me ask you something, speaking of this. Uh, where are you on the hairy armpit? On women or guys? Mm -hmm. On women. On a man, it's good. Don't if you shave your arms, there's something going on. Although I had to shave under my arms recently, a little really? bit. Yeah, I was getting irritated. I thought from my deodorant underneath my arms, so I said maybe I maybe I got too much hair under there. So I shaved it down. And uh, did you trim it, or you really shaved it? No, I trimmed it. I, I don't want to be seen without any underarm hair. <laughs> People might start talking. <laughs> they're like oh yeah he's transitioning for sure <laughs> yeah that's how it that's starts but uh yeah. caitlin first did was shave that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you get the adam's app next thing you know you're shaving your adam's apple off <laughs> um yeah no i um 
a but couple on a of, woman? I've seen a lot of people sort of raising their armpit, mm-hmm. showing arm hair like it's a like a badge of courage or I don't like uh, it. Standing up for something. I I I, I never liked it. I, I'm telling you, I don't care how hot a woman is. When I see that underarm hair, I'm out the door. I can't fuck I, you. I, I, some, I was mm. on the internet going through some things, and Alyssa Milano is showing arm hair. No, that's and bad. And I was like, what, is that a thing? Mm, it's a thing. A lot of women <laughs> want to do it. They want to prove they want to prove something. I forget what it is they're proving. <laughs> but they want to prove, in other words, like a man can have his hair long under there. Why not? Well, is uh, go ahead. Who cares? In high school, I knew women back in the day, and I listen. I went to high school a while ago. Who during the you know during the you know women's lib grew out there. There was one girl, like Rapunzel. It was so long. I remember I climbed up her window. She braided. <laughs> she braided it, and I climbed up the window with her armpit hair. It was <laughs> fabulous. Longest I'd ever seen. By the way, why does armpit hair stop growing long? Like, in other words, why can't you grow it down to the floor? Why does it, how does it know to stop, but your hair on your right, head doesn't Yeah, know? who's governing how yeah. long your armpit hair is? Right. We're looking into that, Robin and I. <laughs> Dr. B in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Dr. B. Hey now, Howard. Uh, hey now. Uh, listening, listening for over uh, eight years now. So, you know, I wanted to thank you. Uh, I wanted to thank you for uh, what you said today. I mean, this idiots, those who don't want to take vaccine, and I, will t- I called you because I wanted to tell you some weird reasoning they give. Like some of them say, our leader is Trump. Till he comes and openly tells us to take vaccine, we won't take it. And yeah, and that's other, right. And, and, other, and he took it. And other, uh, Trump took it. Trump took the vaccine. And they don't believe it. They say that it's just a media hoax. Uh, he didn't come and <laughs> even though he says that he took it, it's a media hoax. Right. That's a that's fake, fake news. And uh, and then you and this is you know and uh, I, I was taught all my professors and all my teachers are Jewish, so I I really have high regard and respect for them. And the and of course. this is weird. And this is the this is the new uh, theory they are telling me the reason uh, the highest uh, vaccination in is in Israel is because it seems the vaccines were basically made for Jewish people but not pure white Americans so uh, (laughs) (laughs) and 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 Howard what you just said everybody should, should listen to it and again and what you just said is so true you go to India, they will sell their house to buy, get a vaccine. Guys, right. we are getting it for free. Please, please, please get vaccinated. You, have, you want to know how difficult it is to get a vaccine in India? Go, just, just, just watch. It's, people are traveling four hours to get a vaccine. So I watch, the, uh, I watch TV. I see the people of India suffering. I, I must tell you how upsetting it is to me. The people of India, wonderful culture. Fabulous people, and they're sitting there going, "We want vaccines so badly. We want it so badly." And uh, we have these idiots in this country who live in the greatest country, wealthiest country in the world, and they and they're sitting there debating, you know. And, and to these people who call up and say, oh, "I don't know anyone who died," well, I'll tell you who died. 
Gary Delabate's father-in-law dropped dead from the fucking COVID vaccine very early on. And let me tell you something. People go, well, he was old. He's old. I'll tell you what, I'll come over to your house and I'll let me meet your mother. And I'll say, I tell you what, let me kill her right now. Because uh, what, 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 even though she has a couple of good years left, would you let me do that now? It's ridiculous. Oh, he's old. I, well, I, I know a lot of old people. I, they want to live. I have one last wish. Uh, when the insanity is over, I know you don't love to travel, but you and Robin and Beth should go to India and watch the Taj Mahal. I know you don't like to travel before you die. And no, you will that's not going to happen, doctor. That's not going to happen. I know. Take I some know. really good pictures. Take pictures, send it to me, or make a TV show about India, and I'll see that. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. B. I'm anti-travel. Always was. Way ahead of my time. And nobody's going to force you to travel, Howard. Guess what? Nobody's going to force you because this is a free country. I don't want to see the rest of the world. I love my country. I love my country. Are you going to go glamping? Nope. I did the glamping to me is going to a hotel in Florida. That's a five star hotel. That's glamping to me. I did all I did as a child. They sent me to a camp that was, uh, it was, you know, for poor people. And I would go in the summer and they'd send you out in the woods and you'd sit there and build a latrine and a tent, <laughs> like not even a tent. It was like a piece of wood and you with a tarp tied over a it. Lean and, and I remember laying there in a, in a sleeping bag on the leaves with spider bites. And the the rain hitting me in the head the whole night, and I'm shivering. And I go, this is supposed to be summer camp? But I loved it. And you know why I loved it? I was out of that fucking madhouse I lived in, <laughs> where I was told I was a piece of shit every day. I, of course I wanted to go to summer camp. Anything to escape. Give me six weeks of heaven. My parents used to say, we're coming up on visiting day. I say, do me one favor. Don't come. <laughs> They sent and you I, to like a gulag, and you loved I, yeah. it. <laughs> and I was eight years old. I said, please don't visit me. I know. Most eight-year-olds cry to go home when they no, get to camp. Not me. <laughs> I used to, my, my, my parents said, your cousins cry to go home. I go, my cousins, they live in a normal house. <laughs> you too, I need a break. The psychological torture. Everything is horrible. Everything is horrible. And what's wrong with you? You've got it too good. <laughs> I cried when I went back home. You know how kids cry at camp because they want to go home? I cried when I went back home. So for, for 11 months. You didn't want to leave camp. <laughs> no. For, for, excuse me, 10 months out of the year, I cried. And then for two months, I was liberated. Not even two months. I that summer camp was my, thinking of glamping now as their first vacation glamping. out of COVID. I, I did camping my whole life. Glamping. I'm okay with that if, it's, if it involves a hotel and, and meals. They claim that it has all the bells and whistles of a five-star hotel, only outside. I would spend my night in Narrowsburg, New York, shivering in a, a bag in the rain and you know what it was paradise compared to living in my home i loved it you know my father sitting telling me what a moron i was and how i'm never going to be able to make a living it was quiet. none of the bullshit 
It's quiet. <laughs> I didn't hear it. You're an idiot. <laughs> what a moron. I mean, well, it was like, ah, I don't hear the voices in my head for six weeks. I mean, my God. That's like how you talk. And that's how you learn to raise children. Make them so miserable they want to leave the house. <laughs> I know. What are these two kids doing? I like home. I don't want to leave. You like home, you dummy. <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, Mike, Maine, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Go ahead, Mike. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning, Howard. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey, hey uh, so... Um... I saw this weird article that in the in the cartoon or the comic book or the cartoon Harley Quinn, they're going to have a scene where Batman goes down on Catwoman and gives her some oral sex. Right. And they thought that was a little too much for the show. They said we're trying to sell action figures here, so they don't think that sex that heroes have that kind of sex or something like that. What do you think about them having graphic sex scenes on Batman cartoons? I don't like it. I didn't they show with cock a while ago. Yeah, no, it it's outrageous. Did you know, they really show his cock? Batman has a big, yeah, thick cock. On the cartoon book, they showed Batman's cock or something like that. I missed that. That's right. Yeah. Where were you? <laughs> How did you miss that? No, I um, now in the movies, you know, I like reality with the with the superheroes. There's something so disturbing when I seen. When I've seen cartoon when you see sex, drawings, <laughs> drawings having sex, there's something so perverse. I don't even like um, nude paintings. When I see these uh, paintings, you know, these cherubic female figures and stuff, I never like it. It ruins painting for me. Really? I I've been to nude sketch class where the person gets up naked and you draw them. I don't like drawing the naked body, and I don't. I certainly never. I I don't like seeing my cartoons with, 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 you know, doing sex. I remember I was a kid. I went to see, um, it was at the Union Deal mini cinema. I went to see Fritz the Cat. <laughs> and Fritz the Cat was on at midnight. I stayed up all night. I went over to the Union Deal mini cinema. I smoked a weed, some weed. And I went there and I watched this cartoon. And it was a cartoon having sex. A cat having sex. <laughs> and with attractive female cats. And uh, I hated it. You know, I, I I I don't like it. There's something pure about cartoons, and there's something great about comic books. You and know, comic I, books are for kids. Yeah, for kids. <laughs> and I, it was pure. You know, every minute as a kid, I was thinking about sex and women. Women were everything to me. You know, so when I at least open a comic book for a few minutes, I calm down. <laughs> you know, like I like the Justice League. I would read that, and even Wonder Woman sitting there with seven guys. She's almost nude. Her breasts and are almost. And nobody's into her. Nobody's into her. That, that Superman's <laughs> like fuck her. They're, they're discussing world problems. Yeah. And I don't <laughs> know, you know Batman. Like a whole new level of creeps out there, Howard. Because you know, like you were talking about in the past, you've talked about all these cons that, that Wolfie goes to with all the creeps, you know, jerking yeah. off to Japanese cartoons and squids, yeah. you know, I don't like it. women and shit like that. Bronies, I don't like them. I don't like it. When you hear these guys talking about how this, how sexy they cartoon horses, (laughs) it's really disturbing. It's really disturbing. It's almost, it's like what you'd hear in a mental uh, asylum. 
in an insane asylum. Yeah, we don't lock people up who say those things. No. Well, we, we give them a convention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. They have a convention for people who want to fuck a cartoon. This, you know, back in my day, people were ashamed to show up if they wanted to fuck cartoons. You had to sit home. Now they all find each other on the Internet. I don't like it. Sounds I like you're check shaming them, Howard. <laughs> you know. It's weird. Shouldn't you, you should have some shame in some types of sex, shouldn't you? Like, there's a new era where you shouldn't shame anyone for any type of sex. I'm like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think cartoon sex or sex with animals or sex with kids. Or there's lots of, like, sex that should be definitely, you should shame people. They should be ashamed of the fucking dirty <laughs> Because comic books were pure, I never questioned when Bruce Wayne took in this very trim, muscular teenage boy who was <laughs> insanely athletic. Yeah, it never and occurred to you that anything was wrong with that. No, because, because you, in other words, they didn't pervert it. So you, you said, okay, here's an altruistic guy. He took in Robin. <laughs> All right. A boy named Robin who's super muscular and have a hair on his body. And he says, here, live in my house and I'm going to, you know, he was like a sugar daddy. And when we're do you see dress a, up in costumes and right? You know, when do you different. see when do you see a single guy, <laughs> young, good-looking guy, take in a teenage boy? Liberace was the last one I saw do that. <laughs> right, Boober. He called took in Boober, Boober. Yeah. Boober and called him Boober. <laughs> <laughs> and he called him. He's you're my ward now. I think he adopted him. I think so. Right, but uh, I never questioned it because comics were pure. There wasn't a lot of sex involved, so you know you you you, you bought into it. But you I'm could even the... take in a young girl and call her bad girl, and right. you didn't bat an eye. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I don't like it, and uh, I'm against it. Thank you, Mike. All right, now it's time to. Uh, I'm going to give you a choice, Robin. You like when I do okay. that, so let's make your day. Uh. Yeah, you know, I'm even thinking, uh, you know, here Batman gets this young boy in his house and then he puts him in a costume, which is short shorts and tight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, super tight short shorts, like right up to the ass. That's right. Yeah. And a pair of tights. But why didn't I question it? Why didn't I say, you know, Batman's, you know, he's doing the wrong thing. It's not right to do that to a young man. Uh, you know, he's not old enough. Why did I accept it? Because there was, it was not a. A sexual thing in the movie. It was you know. pure. Yeah. yeah. It was innocent. Keep it pure. You know, the idea of Batman eating out uh, uh, Harley Quinn, who, by the way, is a a, a supervillain. Uh, she looks like a dirty girl to me. I would not do that if I was Batman. Well, she fucked the Joker. <laughs> and you know he wasn't using protection. Ooh. Right. <laughs> Joker is filthy. Got yeah. All kinds of shit on his dick. Um, I'll give you a choice. You could hear the, um, the unbelievable phony phone call that goes on for six minutes, which would really, you know, that's really something. You could hear an ass napkin ed quick update. Oh, geez. Okay. You see? And then I could play you a mind blowing Wendy, the slow adults update, which will blow your mind because wow. you, wouldn't you wouldn't even believe the lack of planning in that family's life. <laughs> I mean, it's just I unbelievable. Like like, I don't know what's going on at Wendy's house, but the, the, oh, the craziest dear. bit of tape I have here, Wolfie called over to Wendy's place. <laughs> and when I heard it, I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> um, well, this, these are impossible choices. Yeah, well, we only have so much time, so you got to choose something. Um, Yikes. 
Whatever you well, choose, we've been you can't teasing. go wrong. We've been teasing. We've been teasing the phone call, and I'm dying right. to hear it. We could tease it for the next year. Who cares? You know. And then, you, it, you know, maybe those updates are a little more timely. I don't and know. You want to get me. them on right now. <laughs> Whatever you decide. It's your choice. All right. I'm going Ask Napkin Ed and Wendy. No, you got to choose one. You can't. You I can only two. have one? One, yes. Jeez. You've really sold all three. <laughs> all right. Let's go with Ask Napkin Ed and we'll see if we can't get to we'll all We'll see three. how it goes. All right, this is great. You know, Ask Napkin Ed, a lot of people wrote about uh, Ask Napkin Ed in the uh, fan mail. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of controversy there with Ed taking heroin. and It's really been quite a saga lately. Ask Napkin Ed has been part of the show for years, but really he's come on strong in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we got a very concerning call from Ask Napkin Ed last week where he admitted to using heroin. He was high. Uh, we got an update from Ed on Monday. He said he was experiencing withdrawal since he last used. Uh, here's what people wrote. Ask Napkin Ed needs to detox and get some help. Heroin is no joke. Ask Napkin Chris should stage an intervention. Not a bad idea. Uh, Howard, I, can, I can't think of any setting more depressing than a jobless guy with ass worms using heroin alone in an apartment in Buffalo. You're right. Ask Napkin needs serious help. And he does, and... Wait a minute. I don't get this. Ask Napkin Ed's life is horrible. Heroin takes him out of that life. No, come on, but he's going to kill himself. Well, if he uh, uses it responsibly. <laughs> How come nobody ever talks way, about responsible heroin use? <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking about him the other day. Do you, you know, he says he has these worms? In his ass, yeah. and that's why he scratches him. And that's why he has problems with his ass. Do you, do you think there are really worms in his ass, or is this a figment of his imagination? In other words, is he crazy and he's imagining worms? I think that he's crazy. Yeah, okay. you know, I think he's always been occupied, if you will, preoccupied with his ass. This is not new. Well, you're right because in this update, Wolfie called over to ask Napkin and. Uh, Ask Napkin told Wolfie about the worst case of diarrhea he ever had. Like he, he somehow, oh. everything's about his ass. Yeah, I told you this is going to be really gross. <laughs> this is gross. You know, I'm sorry, but that's, that's the truth. Here we go. I had diarrhea that lasted six days before I couldn't stop shitting. And I don't know where it was coming from. It, was, it wasn't it was only liquid, it was food, too, solid. What do you mean by solid food? Like um, steak was coming out. You were shitting out whole steaks? Yes, and I don't know where it was coming from. All kinds of steak, like uh, filet mignon, ribeye, porter's house, um, T-bone. must have been something that, that I reacted to. It must have been stored up in there for quite some time. So if you reached into the shit, you could pull out a whole steak? Absolutely. Did you pick up any of these shitty steaks to examine them? Um, I looked, yes, because I was looking for worms and stuff. Wow. That's crazy. You know, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, this is a job for Ed. He could yeah. go to some great restaurant and shit out steaks for them. I mean, there was a whole steak, there was a whole cow. Porterhouse and yeah. ribeye. These are bone-in things. By the way, this is going to get worse in the next clip, so blame Robin <laughs> if you throw up. I didn't choose this. Most people, when they go to the bathroom and have this kind of stuff, 
happening to them. They they go to the bathroom, they flush everything down the toilet, but not Ed. Because you know, Ed is uh, doesn't have a lot of money and he doesn't have a toilet, so he shits in a bucket. You know, oh, yeah. So you know, back it, in the bucket days, everything he does is extra gross. Here we go. Were the shitty steaks covered in worms? There was something in there, but I don't know if it was rice or if they were maggots. Then I just put them in back in the toilet. Well, at that time, it was a bucket, so I put them back in the bucket. And what does a bucket of shit-soaked steaks even smell like? Well, not too great. I um, I had my own sink in my in my bedroom because it was a rooming house. I had a bedroom only, and I had my own sink, so I tried getting it down the sink and I ended up clogging it up. So you used to try to shove steaks into your sink? Yeah, so I had to dissolve them with some acid. <laughs> Your dead body in his ass. Oh my so, you god. Know. And if you didn't eat steak, how are you shitting one out? He's making steak. <laughs> his body actually manufactures steak. <laughs> Who knows what's going on in his head? But, you know, this living arrangement years ago, as we know, when we met him, he had a bucket in his room. Yeah. You know, and so what he what he described, I mean, imagine you own this building and one of your tenants is this is why it must be horrible to be a landlord. He's pouring his shit and his steaks down the, this, and then he's and then something goes wrong and you have to fix it. And you got to call a plumber. The poor plumber has to come in to all of this. And then if I remember the story right, maybe I have it wrong, but Ed feared that the building superintendent would catch him in the hallway with his shit bucket and kick him out of the building. So that's why he was putting everything down the sink. Amazing. Um, Wolfie asked Ed if his recent appearances on the show have increased his cameo business. This was kind of an interesting question. It must be. Uh, I've been given a lot of pep talks and advice. So, um, I mean, it's nonstop. How many cameo pep talks are you doing per day? Well, yesterday I think there was uh, 30. And how much are you getting per pop? Well, I charge 19, but I don't get all of it because the uh, cameo takes a commission. Where do you think all these pep talks might lead you? I think they're going to lead into a career as a motivational speaker. Whackpackers like High Pitch are charging up to 75 bucks. What do you think of that? going to have to increase it to $80 then because I'm better than a lot better than high pitch probably 85 if he's getting 75 I should be getting 85 or 90 90 95 maybe I'm giving advice and pep talk he can go suck a dick I'm going to uh, outdo him on cameo and uh, mm. put him out of business I love when people who have nothing fight with each other over scraps well, you know, what's interesting to me is he's giving motivational speeches. Yeah. I would love to hear some of his advice. He can't even motivate himself to get no, out of the room. No, he's lying in yeah. a bucket of shit. <laughs> With heroin. All right. Um, anyway, between the worms and the alcohol and the shitting. And the heroin and everything. Good Lord, I can't even imagine what this place looks and smells like. He's the most disgusting of all. I mean, like, even like when you talk to um, uh, the bagger, Mark the bagger, like he's coming on his own carpet and leaving it there. I mean, that, that's pretty gross. But this, that, all this shitting. Is, uh, I have he's gross. He's so gross. So gross. So gross. With tapeworms and a creepy voice. Worms. Nobody is as gross. The mother lays eggs in your asshole. His name. 
All right, I'll give you the Wendy the Slow Adult. Uh, yeah, I, gotta, I thought we should is, put those two together. This is just a lesson in poor planning. So this is kind of shocking. Get ready. Wendy is currently homeless. What? And living, living with her mom in a van in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. How did that happen? Well, if you want, I can tell you right off the bat. Because it's just, I mean, what the hell? It's just poor play. I mean, you should probably listen to all the clips and then it's revealed. But it seems like, you know, in Florida, housing has, you know, take it, a lot of people are moving to Florida since the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, homes have increased in value. And so I guess they have some home that they all of a sudden they got an offer on and they sold it. But they didn't like think ahead and figure out where they were going to live. So now they're living in a car. So they had a home. And they sold it. Right, but they didn't go homeless. Right. <laughs> they sold the home, but they didn't go according to Wendy. Again, do you believe whatever Wendy says? You don't you don't know if you, it's, if it's, you think she's lying about living yeah. in a van? No, I think she no, no. I know for a fact she's living in the parking lot of a cracker barrel, but <laughs> and she's in a van with her mom and Wendy's brother and the and the brother's girlfriend are living in a separate vehicle, sleeping in the same parking lot. So like Oh, so they're next door uh, neighbors now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they move next door to each other. And Wendy's mom owns like a Honda minivan or something, and uh-huh. so they're live. So Wendy and her mom are living in there with the. That's here. Let me play. Horrible. Right. How's Wendy going to the bathroom? Oh, oh, okay. Good, good question. Oh, here's Wolfie. Wolfie's our correspondent. Hey now. Hey, hey now, Wolfie. How's your mom? Did she get vaccinated yet, or we're we still dealing with that? She has not been vaccinated. No. Wow. Oh, isn't it weird when you have a mother, like, like you're smarter than your mother and like, like she's almost like a child. When did you it, realize a, you were smarter than your mother? Yeah. Like how old were you? I mean, when, when you just start evaluating decisions that are being made that, that, you know, maybe not to take that person's advice. So probably in, in the teenage years at some point, but uh, yeah, it's it just, it's tricky. It's a tricky situation. Has she ever given you good advice? Like in your life? Like, can you ever say, yes. yeah, you know, my, oh, really? Yes, certain things like, uh, I don't know, education, uh, finances. She's really good with certain things. Really? Just, yeah. Education, but when it comes, you say? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like, without my mom, I wouldn't have gone to college. Like, she, you know, she really pushed to, to get me there. I was the first person in my family to graduate. So, well, she probably college. pushed, she probably pushed you so that she could go around bragging my son's in college. You know, it was probably a selfish thing. Because she's probably right. sorry now because you don't listen to her and her theories. Right. Oh no, I mean she, she did though. She she said like during college that uh that now I have all these you know fancy ideas in my head about about the world and you know she she did do that put that trip right. on me. Yeah, you got all that education now. You're not listening to anybody. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right. Well, let's get to your job at hand here. So, were you shocked when you called Wendy and you found out that she's living in a van? This is one of the most mind-blowing updates I think we've ever gotten from a whack packer. It's very unusual. All right, here we go. Wendy and her mom share the van with two cats and a dog, which really upsets me. Uh, her cat named Robin, as everyone knows, after our own Robin. Good for you, Robin. Her cat named Robin managed <laughs> Sorry, to... Sorry, Robin. <laughs> yeah. I know. I want to get these animals away from her, but the problem is every time you take them away, she gets new ones because they yeah. go to the shelter and get them. Her cat named Robin managed to escape the van. By the way, 
All of her pets have always escaped that house. They always run away. They're (laughs) terrified, and they get out of there somehow. Her cat named Robin managed to escape the van. Wolfie asked what happened, and here's the saga. So when you're sleeping at night, do you have the windows rolled down? No, we didn't know how she got out of the car. So she just kind of disappeared? Yeah. Luckily, you were able to find her. She came back because she sent me back when we went, when we came back from Georgia, we slept in the Cracker Barrel uh, parking lot in Norman. That's where she probably sent me. So Robin got away. You guys left the Cracker Barrel and went to Georgia and then came back to that same restaurant a few days later and then you found her uh my brother did, yeah because i was sleeping so what do you think's going on wolfie like why did they even leave the cracker barrel parking lot to go to georgia like what was in georgia okay so so wendy lives the home used to be in florida but now they're desperately searching for a new house so right wendy's mom takes these very long road trips they go to north carolina south carolina georgia so they they rotate where they're sleeping. So that's why they're never really in the same Cracker Barrel twice. But uh, they're just in different locations looking for a new house. What is it about when Cracker Barrel? When they go Barrel? to Georgia, do they go to a hotel or do they still live no. in the van? They live in the van, but they're searching for homes in Georgia. <laughs> so I guess I, it's cheaper. I, I So I researched this. Uh, there's basically two places, businesses, that will allow you to sleep in their parking lot, Cracker Barrel and Walmart. So the Cracker Barrels apparently are safer to sleep in at night than what a Walmart is. That's what you read online. So that that's why they're choosing Cracker Barrel to to park the van at night. So how many people are parked in the Cracker Barrel at night when like Wendy's living there? So the, for what Wendy and and Wendy's mom said, at night they will just wake up and there are people just peering into their windows. So there's there's people just roaming these parking lots all night oh long. My. Goodness. Well, they're fancy because they have their car. They have the minivan, and like those are the people don't even have a car to sleep in. I guess. Yes. <laughs> well, that's nice. A Cracker Barrel. What is Cracker Barrel? That's a restaurant. It's isn't a it? restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a country themed restaurant. So they you know serve like breakfast biscuits and down home cooking. So I would think like even in the dumpster they have some good stuff in there. You know. Yeah, I, I I would assume so. I don't know that Wendy can reach it anymore because she's in a wheelchair, but uh, I, I'm sure they Her do. Her dumpster days are over. <laughs> yeah, she's not D- dumpster diving. Cats are very particular about where they go to the bathroom. Wolfie asked Wendy about the litter box situation in the car. When you're living in a car with a cat, how does the cat use a litter box? Um, I, I, I put my cat out by the door holder by the leash. When you're doing a long road trip, has your cat ever had an accident in the car? Yes. She been farting in my face. Because her cat butts right near your face when she farts? Uh, yeah. I, and plus, uh, whenever I get ready to eat, she has to stick her ass in front of my mouth when I'm trying to take a bite of something. Wolfie, you're convinced that the cats are shitting in the car, right? Did you ever get proof of that? So I've had cats. You cannot take a cat out on a walk like a dog and have it go to right. the bathroom. When, when a cat <laughs> wants to go... The cat goes. And right. the, yes, that cat has had accidents in the car. Of course. That's not an accident. They have no <laughs> right. place to go. The accident is Wendy. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, how are they getting rid of Wendy's diaper? Because Wendy's diapers always fall. So, like, so this takes a lot of planning. So a lot of gas stations, they're not open 24-7. 
So you have to plan where you're going to find a gas station that actually has a bathroom with a stall wide enough to get a wheelchair in. So they have to plan hours in advance what's going to happen for that night. And, and it, it's challenging. Wow. Why did you get to ask the mom, like, why didn't she just buy a house once she sold her house? Like, this seems like crazy planning. The the, the story I, I was told was that, that they received a, a cash offer and it was one of those. It had to happen very quickly. So there was not enough time to find another place no. to move into. Have they ever hmm. heard of renting? No, uh, I, I, I've, they haven't I've, invented I've me- that. I've mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't invented that where they live. Uh, there aren't a lot of healthy dining options on the road, as you know, Robin. Wendy talked about where she likes to eat her meals. Her favorite is KFC. There you go. There's an endorsement. What meal did you get when you stopped at KFC? Oh, my original uh, two-piece chicken with gravy, mashed potatoes, gravy, and green beans. When you're on the road living in a car and you're eating fast food, can you get a little gassy? Uh, yes, I do. What and do- also my cat is gassy, too. What does it smell like in that car? Uh, of uh, cat and windy uh, gas. Now, when you blast a big fart in the car, do you roll down the windows for your mom uh no me and robin always keep the window up and we normally just lay it out so your mom has to suffer through the smell of your gas yep yeah that's what moms do oh my yeah keep in mind this is florida in the summertime and they're sitting in a metal box sleeping in a car is not comfortable as you point out robin uh wendy describes how she attempts to sleep in the car uh, I, I mostly sleep up front because I can't get in the back. When you sleep in a car at night, is it uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. Ow, fuck you. What's the most uncomfortable part about sleeping in a car? Uh, sleeping on my ass. That's all I can tell you. Oh, because you can't lay down. You have to sleep sitting on your ass. Yeah. Now, do you get very sweaty at night? I get sweaty all, all the time. <laughs> so how does your body smell after living in a car for weeks on end? I don't know how my body smells. I can't even smell my own self. I can only right. smell mine and Robin's heart. Well, uh, to stay cool in the heat, Wendy's car runs all night long with the AC on full blast. Oh. So every every night the car's using up a full tank of gas, which ain't cheap. And but but by when the she way, goes, where where do they shower? Is there any place to shower? Well, why bother? It's only the two of them in the car. I mean, <laughs> and then a couple of animals. Why do you have to shower? Apparently, uh, they they get a, a hotel room maybe once a week, and and that's when the showering and uh, things like that happen. By the way, in that clip, when Wendy goes, "Oh fuck," or whatever she says, is it true that that's because she's so heavy that what she pinches her butt in the car seat? Is that yeah, what? It gets, yeah, yeah, it got it got pinched next to the uh, I guess the 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 seat buckle it got lodged in there. Her ass got it's lodged. Fat her her ass did. Sort of gets caught. Yeah. Well, uh, Wendy claims the life of living in a van is very boring and <laughs> spends most of her day sleeping. Yeah, and, where's uh, the TV and all that stuff that they use to entertain the, her? The only entertainment she has is listening to the car's FM radio. So she's you know. She's pretty much into radio. Wow. 
And uh, Wendy also says, uh, Wolfie, these are all Wolfie updates, so tell me if I get this wrong. Wendy's shitting in a portable toilet in the parking lot of the Cracker Barrel, right? That's, she's not going in her diaper. <laughs> yeah, so what they do, they the, the van is parked in the parking lot, and they open up the two doors to try to make, like a, I guess, like a V-shape, and then Wendy gets in there on her portable toilet and shits right in the parking lot. But apparently people are driving by very slowly and some people are taking pictures of her. Oh my uh, <laughs> That's not nice. Give the woman some and then, privacy. And then uh, I guess other times they, they wheel her into the woods in a wheelchair that she shits in the woods. What do you mean she shits in the woods? Like they just trip her down naked and then she shits? I mean, they, they, I think she's in, she's wearing clothing at first, but once they get her deep enough into the woods where other cars can't see her, <laughs> they, they, they pull her pants down and she shits in the woods. Wow. But when she's in the Cracker Barrel parking lot, it's like she's a tourist attraction. Like people are just like stopping and taking pictures. And- How do they know when Wendy's taking a shit? Is there like a posted time? <laughs> I think you got to wait. You can't hide it. She, yeah. She's she's sitting in in open view between two car doors. You can you can see it. I'm just imagining I, that that now everybody knows, and they're like, "You got to go see this." Well, I don't want to act like I'm better. I don't want to act like I'm better than people, but like I don't think I would take a picture of somebody shitting in their van. But I I certainly would slow down and take a look. I would. So I'm not I'm not better than anybody else. I would not take a. Look. You wouldn't. That's horrible. you wouldn't look. No, I, I, I do not I want look. to see this. This is just like watching the housewives to me. <laughs> I've heard of, I've heard of reports of people spotting Wendy in truck stop bathrooms, parking lots, and and they she just shows up out of nowhere. Then she's she's gone. <laughs> I heard that Cracker Barrel has turned this into a thing. Like it's part of their advertising now. That they like they they're like, hey, if you want to see a person shitting, a celebrity, Wendy, the slow adult, you you know. They, so they're getting it's something like out. Like whale watching, or right? <laughs> hey, there That's she is, Robin. Hey, kids. Yeah, Robin. Oh, you, you should apologize. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I once was on a vacation and there was whale watching, and um, they blow this like horn when the whales are, you know. So everyone at the resort, you know, it's like, <laughs> and you go, oh. And then you go and you can't even see a whale. Right. Like, he, like, like people go, you see it? You see it? And I'm like, no. Where? Where is Where? it? Like, like, tell it to jump out of the water so I can see it. <laughs> and goes, no, no, no. There's the top of it. There's the top of it. You and I should go to Cracker Barrel in my car and then we'll go like, do you see it, Robin? Do you see Wendy? <laughs> no. To see her foot. <laughs> Every time, every time I check in, you can tell their spirits are crushed just a little bit more. It, oh, it just, no. <laughs> the patience is just, it's, it's wearing thin. <laughs> Cracker Barrel should like ring the dinner bell. One of those triangles, like, you know, like yeah. out in the West, like, you know, and then Wendy's shitting. Kids, you want to go to Disney World or you want to go watch Wendy again in the Cracker Barrel parking lot? We want Wendy. Wendy, please. Hey, <laughs> they, but they just made a ton of dough on their house. Just go, go, go buy a house. So that they, or something, they had some kind of deal locked in apparently. And, uh, but it would have been 30 days before they could even move in. And then that deal fell apart. So now the, the clock resets They're They're again, oh, starting from scratch. 
Hmm. So uh, where are they looking next? So people know where to go. <laughs> they when I spoke to them this weekend. What parking lot are they going to next? <laughs> it's mostly Georgia and Florida, so that's that's mostly where they are. Right. Hmm. Well, that was some update. Ooh. Jesus. I've never been, heard anything like that. You must have been going nuts, Wolfie, when you got a hold of, you get a hot item like this. You're probably like, let me get this right on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's got to be hot off the presses. And then yeah. some days, like you go a couple days and they don't answer the phone. So I'm, I'm thinking like something must have happened in the parking lot. But uh, yeah, usually they resurface. Are they going <laughs> to use all the money they got for the house in the house hunt? <laughs> I've had that I same thought. Not. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you know, that's true because yeah. the tank of gas and the, you know, you just don't right. want to see the meet up the profits as Robin points out. Yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Hi. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. I have never heard anything. That just grossed me out with Wendy today. That just, that, that's the worst, man. Yeah. Although Robin and I are flying out to the Cracker Barrel. We want to see what's doing. <laughs> I Cracker never barrel. eat a Cracker Barrel dead, man. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, yeah. I, I'm going to support Cracker Barrel. I see it another way. They're being nice to people and letting Wendy shit in their parking lot. I mean, that's pretty nice of them. <laughs> Those are good people. Shit in a bucket or something, or is it just on the ground? I mean, you know, does somebody clean it up? I mean, you know, Wolfie, what is you know? it? It's a, they have a portable toilet. Like I guess it folds out oh. and has leg, legs on it. It hey, Bruce, out and has legs. This is not a chemical situation. This is just a bucket. It's just a, it's a, a fancy bucket, really. It's a bucket on legs, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeesh. Shaped like a toilet. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's got to carry it and dump it somewhere. So they're probably oh, taking it. Oh, in the now you're making me it in the toilet. <laughs> it's an end of walking would... through and everybody's smelling it, you know? Why does she sometimes go in the woods? Like, uh, is she sick of shitting in the parking lot? Like, she wants privacy? What, what's going on there? Yeah, I guess, well, some they're not always at a Cracker Barrel. So uh, I, I guess it, it depends oh. on the location that they're at. Oh. And and Wendy does wear a diaper, and I was able to confirm that there have been some accidents in the car. With that, <laughs> that oh, power. See, now, then there's no way to clean it up. <sighs> Terrible. Uh, you know what I'm thinking we should down. do, which would be kind of wild? What? Wolfie, you should, like, behind you, get a map of the United States and hang it on the wall and then, like, put up those little colored little flags red. everywhere where Wendy shits. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we could track it. Like, that would be a awesome. lot of flags. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know who's going out a Cracker Barrel for Fourth of July? Fred. He just uh, booked a flight. He wants Is to go that right? Doing. Yeah, Fred. Fred's He's going to sleep in the Cracker Barrel, too. Yeah, parking he's going to go to the parking lot. <laughs> he's going to ride his motorcycle down there, actually. Oh. <laughs> Instead of Montauk. And then take a look. And then get yeah. on the uh, motorcycle and come back. Yeah. I want to go over to Mar-a-Lago, will you? Yeah. That's where she really should go. <laughs> Really. Yeah, that's her hero. Can you imagine that caravan pulling off in front of Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine like uh, like you're out? Like let's say you you're in Florida or Georgia, 
and you go for like a hike. You're you're into one of these outdoor types, and you're like, <laughs> and and all of a sudden you come across Wendy's duty, but like you're like, what the fuck is this? This is no. I've never seen you know. I've seen other animal duty. I've seen pellets and things, but this is this this is like a giant Sasquatch shit. Sasquatch you know, like, duty, yeah. Hey Howard, do you, you know, see, talk- that seems Howard. to be like a high register Sean thing. He's seeing these crazy <laughs> crabs and they're windy. <laughs> what, what if you step in it and then you're like, oh my God. Oh. Right. Howard, would you like to talk to Wendy? I just got a text that she's awake. Oh, good. Yeah. Get her on. Okay. Uh, you guys I'll, take I'll care, her. man. See ya. All right. Take care, Bruce. Bye bye. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for her, but they, they could they could literally just rent the place. Yeah. Go to a hotel. Well, a hotel's kind of expensive every day, but, you know, you can rent. You know how those trackers go through the woods and then they see different signs and they're like, the guy's like, wait a second. This ain't no bear shit. This is, this is I way think more I've oily. I discovered a new species. Yeah, this is way more oily than bear shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's what get do you this think to the lab. Hey, Floyd, what do you think we're tracking? I don't know. <laughs> get a specimen. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how Wendy's getting her check if uh, she doesn't have a permanent address. Maybe well, that's they just... another thing. They must yeah. have a PO box or something. Yeah, they they did. They set up a PO box, so that that's the only contact they have, and they have to wherever they are. So if they're in uh, South Carolina, once a week they have to drive back to Florida to check that that PO box. I see. That's why they're back and forth all the time. <laughs> Part of the here's, reason, the, yeah. here's a good. Poor planning. You are absolutely yeah. right. Hey, th- this is an interesting fact. Florida has 60 Cracker Barrel locations, so that's pretty good. Florida has the most Cracker Barrel locations in the United States. Um, the five states that don't have a Cracker Barrel at all, so Wendy and her mom can't go there. Right. Alaska. We'll be moving to Alaska. <laughs> Hawaii. Washington, Vermont, and Wyoming. There are no Cracker Barrel parking lots. You guys are safe. Yeah. There'll be no windy shit in the mo- in the woods. <laughs> you can go hiking. <laughs> uh, what up, Wolfie? Uh, they're they're texting that they're they're trying to trying to call right mm-hmm. now. Does somebody if- have a home they can sell them? Hey, could you hook up like for real, like ask Napkin Ed giving Wendy an a motivational speech? <laughs> oh, for for sure. Yeah, uh, that'd be g- give bet. her some advice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should I wait a little longer? But I can move on to the phony phone call instead of Wendy. But yeah, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll keep working behind the scenes and try to line it up. Oh, I I just got to know she can't come on right now. She's busy wiping her ass with a shrub. <laughs> That is like it. It is Wendy. I have Wendy now. All right. Hey, Wendy. Yes. Howard. Hey. Hey, Howard. What? How, what's going on? I mean, are you in the car right now in the van? Yes, I am. Where are you guys off to? Hello. Place to stay at. What? what? We're trying, we're, we're going up and down Georgia trying to find a house to live in. Right. So, Wendy, have you taken a dump yet this morning? Have you taken a shit yet? Yes, I have. 
What'd you do? Did you do it at the Cracker Barrel? No, we did it in the storage unit. Oh, nice. That sounds much better. More privacy. (laughs) Uh, What storage unit? A storage unit in, uh, in Georgia. Oh, I see. You guys have a storage unit there? Yep. Yeah. And they have a bathroom, or did you just set up that portable toilet? We set up our portable toilet. Yeah. And so you made your duty in there? Yes. And then what did you do with the duty? Uh, we empty it out. Where? We dig a hole and we dig a hole and bury it. Oh. Oh. Isn't that nice? <laughs> wow. In other words, there's no. And my, mom, and my mommy helps clean my butt. Oh yeah, how'd that go? It goes good. Yeah, I know. Does washing she have out the, your... those baby wipes. Does that what she uses? Yes. I use oh. baby wipes. Good. And what about like like um, like Wolfie said? Like you have to shower sometime because even with the baby wipes, your ass can get a little you know gummy down there. Yes, we stop at a hotel and shower up, and we stay for like two nights, and then the next day we check out and back out on the road to try and find a house to live at. Oh, good. So how's that so... going? The house uh, search. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you not better hurry. Good. All not of us, good. All of us are going nuts right now. My mom's yeah. not too happy. We're all not happy. We had a house, but they backed out of the deal, so they uh, gypped my mom. They <laughs> and all of us. Oh, Wait a second. No. I thought you guys got all the money for the house, and that's why you had to move out quick. We have the money for the house, but we we can't find one. Right. They backed out of the deal. But how did you deal. get gypped? By the way, isn't gypped politically incorrect? And the lady backed out. But did she get oh. money from you? Uh, yeah, my mom's supposed to receive her $500, but she's waiting for her $500 refund. Uh. Oh, in other words, what you're talking about is your mom found a house. She gave the lady $500 for a house. Which is, it must be a beautiful house. That's a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my house was $600 and I'm, you know, I'm doing all right. I uh, think it had a pool and everything. Yeah. That oh, is. of course. It, for 500 <laughs> you better get a pool. Did it have a pool? Yes, it did. All right. So your mom was ready to buy the house, but the lady backed out of it. Yep. Okay. Wow. And so now when you, when you make duty... And then you, you say your mom buries it. Does your mom, like in the car, have a shit shovel, like a, a shovel that can dig these holes to put the duty in? Yes, she has a shit shovel that digs holes, yes, and buries the poop, yes. <laughs> I mean, there must be tremendous amounts of things in that car. It's almost like the Batmobile. It's like, uh, I've seen hey. snow shovels, Howard. I've never <laughs> yeah. Seen yeah, is it like a snow shovel, like those big, like how big is the shovel? <laughs> it's like 10 feet big. Do you ever, does your mom ever get frustrated and say to you, Wendy, why can't you just shit like everybody else and like, you know, shit? Yeah, she does get aggravated because she sometimes gets sick of wiping my butt. (laughs) Right. Why can't you wipe your own butt? Is it because of your weight? No, because I use one hand and it's hard for me to see when I'm wiping my ass. Right. 
So, in other words, if your mom gave you the the baby wipe and said, "Wendy, I want you now to wipe your own ass," you would do a bad job of it. Uh, yes, sometimes I do, and then my mom asked me uh, why you got uh, half poop up your butt back, and I said, oh. "Because I missed my butthole." <laughs> right, right, and, and and sometimes there might come a time where you get the, the duty on your hands. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. So it, it it could be if your mom doesn't wipe you, there'll be duty up your back and on your hands. Yes. Right. Better and do the you, job yourself. <laughs> right. But might as well mom ought to wipe you down I mean, and avoid all of and that. And my you know? mom is probably working on today to get a, us a hotel room so she can help me get a, take a shower or bath. Mm. Yeah. Do you? I've heard when you some of the some of these shits are really difficult to clean out. It's like excavating. They have to dig these things out of the diaper. Well, you mean, but what? But what about all the? Sometimes there's duty still stuck in your ass, right, Wendy? Yeah, I have yeah. to pull it out. <laughs> the duty out of my ass when it's stuck. Because sometimes the duty becomes hard, right? Because of your diet. Yes. Yes, and so. If there's a half a duty still stuck in there, it's got to come out by by pulling it out with your hand. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's got to be. How long does it take to get these this done, uh, Wendy? How long do you, do you sit there? In other words, Robin's saying, I how much of your day? For like maybe an hour until my mom hour. said, "Are you ready to be wiped or clean?" I said, "Yes." Oh, are you, you done s- yet? <laughs> So because you make a you make more than one duty a day, am I correct? Yes, I do. Yeah. How much of your day is dealing with duty? In other words, yeah, this is why it, they can't find a house. Yeah, I mean, it's cutting into finding a house. In other words, is it 3 hours for like do you make 3 hey, duties a day? Uh-oh. Wendy. I I checked the other day that day. I'm not quitting the fucking fuck it. I'm not here. What happened? We lost her. Sound like an argument. Yeah. I have no idea. What was that? Sounds like the mom was pissed off at Wendy for she she's like, I had enough of this duty. She did? I don't know. It sounded like feedback or something was going on. Oh dear. Maybe she got duty on the phone. <laughs> I love talking about duty with Wendy. <laughs> you know? So honest. Just imagine if she did take three craps a day. That's three hours out of house hunting. You're being kind three craps a day. It could be up to seven. I mean, she eats a <laughs> tremendous amount. There's no time to find a house. Wow. Duty gate. Do you think they're really digging holes and burying the duty, or do you think they're just kind of tossing it? Like well, dog. I wonder if that's just when they're like at a storage unit or right. or in the Cracker Barrel parking lot. In the woods, they might not necessarily dig a hole. That was very specific. So if she said it, I believe that's what they do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got a shit shovel. But I mean, in the storage unit. How do you keep unit, that shovel? In the- well, that's what I'm saying. You know how like in the military you can fold up your shovel? I don't know if they have that. <laughs> And digging a hole is a lot of work. I mean, I've dug it's holes. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I pictured the Beverly Hillbillies, like they have all this equipment on top of the car and, and shovels. And <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I guess that's what Robin means by glamping. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yes, this is the way to go. Well, I don't know what happened to Wendy, but we just lost her. So. Yeah, the Maybe they had to this, move along. Howard. Yeah, the yeah. cell service in those parking lots is very bad at times. So. Yeah, I know. But there is house hunting to do. Maybe they had an appointment. Well, Can you imagine the right. man rolling up <laughs> to your house? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. What happens when did, did so Wendy and her mom are in the van? Are the brother and the uh, sister in law in the van? The separate van following them all the time. Like are they yeah, always? Yeah. yeah, it's like a caravan, right? Although, what a great way to get in shape! If I had to dig a hole every time Wendy took a shit, <laughs> I mean, I'd be ripped. I'd be. I'd look like the Rock. <laughs> You'd be prison ripped. <laughs> People would be like, "Is that Howard Stern or is that the Rock?" <laughs> oh, Wendy just came back, but then we lost her again. Oh, it hmm. must be a reception thing. Oh man, in the middle of an interview. <laughs> Not very professional. No. I wish she'd call back. I'm dying to hear about what's going on. Yeah, the the whole thing with people staring at her when she's shitty, and like I, I hope that you would get to that because it's like people are doing laps, like they slow down to stare at her. Hmm. No, you know one of the worst jobs I ever heard about. You know, like like my wife's uh grandpa he he was a coal miner you know he worked oh, in the yeah. coal mines it's a tough tough life but i think like wiping wendy's duty and burying it that's tougher that's worse than, than being a coal miner i don't know i mean i've never been a coal miner but <laughs> i don't know what's I, I guess maybe being a coal miner is worse i think it has to be a little yeah, bit yeah. worse than because you can get trapped in a mine. I don't yeah. think you can get trapped. <laughs> you're trapped in that car, though. It's not, not that yeah. much different. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Well, I was hanging out here hoping to hoping Wendy would get back on the phone. but Yeah, we haven't talked to her live and in person in mm. a long time. Didn't know that these uh, new... Uh, occurrences that happen like they're out on the road looking for a house can you, can you get black lung from wiping somebody's duty constantly <laughs> you probably can get something yeah. brown lung brown lung is there such a thing <laughs> yeah look that up uh all right well i think we've lost wendy unfortunately because i didn't even get to the parking lot and people driving by and looking yeah i wonder what that's like for her oh here she's back thank god Hey, Wendy. Yes? What, what happened? When we lost you, it sounded like your mom was yelling at you or something. We we lost internet signal. Oh, I got you. Where, where do you get internet? From the Cracker Barrel parking lot? Yes. Oh. Where's they provide Cracker Barrel? really nice. I got to tell you, those people at Cracker Barrel are really good people. They let you sleep in the parking lot. I, I'm going to support them. And they have Wi-Fi. Yes, they are. Yes, they are good people. And, 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 and Wendy, when we, so when you're in the parking lot and you make a duty there and your mom opens up the doors, people stop and stare at you? Uh, no, not really, because my mom opens the door where people can't see me when I go to the bathroom. Oh, 
Well, Wolfie, why did you say that, Wendy, that people are stopping and looking? Wendy, you told me that people drive by and they see your feet sticking out of the doors and they stare at you. That's that, what you told me on, on Saturday. That, that was early in the day when my mom didn't like me using the potty. Wow. See, Wolfie's a bad reporter. Oh, he didn't so get they, it right. They stare at her at certain times of the day. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> yeah. And what happened? You, you, because of your large size, sometimes you get caught in the seat. Uh, your butt gets yes. caught in the seat and pinches you. Yes. Wow, that must be very painful. Yes, it is. Yeah. Why? You know, I was thinking about this. Why not just go in your diaper in the car, and then just like throw out the diaper and then clean you up? That's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's simpler. Uh, that. That's that's what I've been doing. I've been going in my diaper in the car. My mom's cleaning me up the next morning. The next morning. Oh my god! And you must be uh, you must smell for, for if if she waits till the next morning. She's got to clean you up sooner. Yes, she cleans right. me up with baby wipes until we can find a hotel room with a handicapped toilet, a handicapped shower, or bathroom where I can get in there and get out without uh, getting stuck. Right. Is your mom in, to consider? Right. Is your mom like incredibly like in great shape because she has to dig so many holes for your duties? Yes, she's in great shape when she digs holes for my to bury my poop. Yes. Does she ever say to you, Wendy? Why don't you dig the hole for your duty? Uh. Yeah, she asked me uh dig the hole, but I can't because um. Because I'm handicapped and she doesn't want me to fall on my chair. Hmm. That's convenient. Has it? Has your mom ever dug a hole for duty and then found someone else's duty in the hole she's digging? Because you know what I mean. Like there are a lot of people who are you know without a home. Yeah, she found somebody else's duty when she digged a hole. Yes. Wow. My. That's unbelievable. Can you imagine you're digging a hole for Wendy's duty? And then you find someone else's duty in there. Somebody else used this hole before. <laughs> yeah. Then what do you do? Yeah. Do you just throw you throw your duty in with the, with that duty? Yes. Yes. Wow. So that's a lot of duty. So you were saying that you have to stop and do about an hour to make a duty, and you do this three to four times a day. That's four hours of the day just with duty. Yes. Well, we well right now we all are stressed out. We don't have a place to live. We're homeless right now. It's no fun living in the car. No. Why are you shitting so much? I mean, are you guys eating a lot in the car? Uh, that's all we can do is sit, eat, uh, listen to the radio. Uh, we have nothing else to do. And besides, I'm and and I'm like cooped up twenty four hours in the car i can't go out and do anything or you know go anywhere my mom says you have to stay put in the car mm. wow well are you looking for houses today do you have some houses to go to uh that's the channel we're supposed to they're supposed to be going to look at houses today but my mom is probably going to set me up in a hotel room before they go look at houses oh. why don't well, or when you go to these houses, why don't you shit in the people's houses? <laughs> because tell them, tell them. they probably wouldn't like me sitting in their house. I see. Well, this is unbelievable. Do they leave you at the hotel? 
Um, and uh, I go there and buy snacks and stuff, but other than that, we bring our own food to the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a cooler that, that they put food in, uh, but apparently they go through the cooler very quickly, so they're always trying to restock. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah. I can imagine. Wendy, you probably go through the... A lot of times when your mom's not looking, you probably dip into that cooler for some food, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you take all the food for yourself. Uh, yes, I do. And my mom does, too. Me and my mom eats more than anybody else. Right. Like, what's in that cooler that's good? Uh, like, uh, me, uh, like, uh, tuna, fish, or whatever we put in there. Mm. That must be some cooler. Do you, do you, um, now I would imagine if you have a particularly bad day of duty, that sometimes you put your duty covered fingers into the cooler to get the food. Am I correct? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, no. Does your mom ever say, Wendy, stop putting duty in the cooler? Yes, she does. Uh huh. And you say, Mom, what am I supposed to do? Duty on that ice. You say, what am I supposed yeah. to do? Because you didn't clean my fingers good. No. When you reach into your own ass to pull out duty, I would imagine there are times you can't really get the duty out of your fingernails and things like that, right? It stays in there. Yes, Howard. Yeah. It see? does. Right. And then when you're eating, you, you, you're putting your fingers in your mouth. Yes. Yeah, when you get that two-piece with the mashed potatoes and green beans, you might be eating a little duty with that. Yes, you're absolutely correct, Robin. Wow. Do you ever ever taste your own duty? (laughs) Uh, No, but my mom is uh, playing on recording something to show you guys what she does with me. Oh, <laughs> while we're waiting for that, we, that's why we built the SiriusXM app so we can look at that. <laughs> um, by the way, uh, Jason, who is on our phone, he is a uh, truck driver, and he has some advice for Wendy. Go ahead, Jason. Anything would be welcome here. Go ahead. Hey guys, so what I was going to suggest is that if she hangs out in a truck stop instead of a Cracker Barrel. Truck stops are generally open 24 hours a day, always have access to the restroom, to food, and they also have showers. So you can either pay for a shower, 10 to $15, or nine times out of 10, if you ask another driver for one of his shower credits, they'll let you have a free shower. You you know, they they have private showers. Yeah, so we we usually get free showers if if we get 50 gallons of fuel, we get a free shower, but we, you know, our credits add up. So, right. Most drivers have extra credits. Thank you for well, that, that's Jason. Wonderful. Yes, that's thank a f- no problem. You guys have yeah. fun. Go ahead. I bet you he doesn't even have a shovel for his duty. <laughs> yeah, I was, Did I was you told hear that, that Wendy truck stops? I was Wendy, told you that, could... that the truck stop uh, parking lots are a little bit more dangerous, so that's why they they oh. stay more at the cracker oh. barrels. I was I like the whole idea of a shower credit. Yeah, Wendy. When you pull the duty yeah. out of your ass and then it gets on your fingers, do you ever dry heave from the smell of your fingers? Yes, I do. Yeah. It's it's intense, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
This is an unbelievable story. I can't believe you guys sold your house and didn't line up a new house. Yeah, didn't have another house to go to. Do you ever smell your own duty and then throw up in your car? Yes, I do. Really? You'll vomit in the car? Yes. Do you vomit in a bag or do you just vomit on the floor of the car? I vomit in a bag. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Good. That's good. Where's Robin now? Oh, the cat. Robin's Don't even bring that. with my little nephew at my sister's house right now. Oh, oh good. Okay. Thank God. God bless. All right, I'm you know because I worry about you taking care of a cat in a car. I'm glad that you did Robin that. Robin loves me. She watches movies with me and everything. She plays. She sleeps with me. She cuddles. She loves to play. She's an awesome cat. I love her. All right, Aww. well let's leave it at that. Listen, Wendy, I wish you the best. I'm sorry to hear that you didn't buy the house uh, yet, but I'm hoping you'll get one soon. Okay. All right, Howard. All right, sending love to Wendy. All the fans. Love I Wendy. Love you too. Yes, we love you and keep us updated. We we got our fingers crossed that mom's going to find a uh, a house very soon. Really soon, yes. On our Zoom now is Dan Rather, the reporter who is calling us live from uh, the Cracker Barrel parking lot. Yes, Mr. Rather. <laughs> Howard, I am live right now outside the North Carolina Cracker Barrel where Wendy the slow adult and her dear mother are currently residing. Yes. Now, I see a van is parked with a cat peering through the window, <laughs> longing for better days. The smell of feces is strong on this hot summer day. The van is crammed full of humanity. Trapped in a small <laughs> space, breathing in their own CO2 like a submarine above water. I see now a, a, a one man has pulled up for pancakes and he has caught sight of a woman defecating in her wheelchair. He is now speeding off. Right. Parking lot is scattered with leaves covered in fecal matter. It appears they were used as toilet paper. This is shocking, but a reality that is happening right here in our own country. Courage, Howard. We need courage. Thank you, Mr. Rather, for that report here on the show. Dan Rather, our uh, reporter, you know, he, yeah. he uh, used to work for CBS News. Now, the jobs now he's are scarce. On the road. <laughs> but uh, we gave him one, and uh, uh, he's really desperate for stories these days. He was so excited about covering Wendy that uh, he flew right out. <laughs> You're the best in the business, Mr. Rather. Well, thank you, Howard. And we spoke with the manager. He can't believe uh, what what he saw, and we'll have more of this later of course as we gather more and more evidence i see now that the cat is pawing at the window tr trying to free itself from prison my <laughs> goodness this is this is incredible we'll have more updates at the top of the hour or as close as we can get to it of course and howard this is a developing story so i will fill you in my god i can see now that the fecal steam is in the air <laughs> it's getting a little harder to breathe <clears throat> I'm going to have to step away from the van. Now, let me ask you something. Are you like Star Trek? Like you have a prime directive? Like if you see Wendy uh, shitting, you can't step in and wipe her up. You have to just sit there right, and observe. You can't intervene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my cameramen just collapsed here. And uh, it is our job only to document what we see. We, can no, right. we cannot interfere. I'm here only as a journalist. And I'm uh, having a neutral mind uh, as, as I uh, observe this. 
By the way, I used to watch you when I was a little boy. I used to watch you on TV, and you covered Vietnam. Which was worse, this or Vietnam? Well, I am reminded right now of my time documenting war, and I'll have to say I prefer Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You want to be flown to Vietnam during a war rather than covering this? Right now, this may have been a mistake. (coughs) All right. Thank you. I'll let you go. All right. That's our reporter, Dan Rather. I wonder if uh, Crackle Barrel has had an increase in business. Now, well, I'm going to support them. Is appearing in various parking lots. I, I say God bless them and congratulations. And, and this is the best public relations I've ever heard. I mean, the fact that they allow people who are, you know, perhaps uh, in between homes uh, to uh, to to be there and uh, to set up and, you know, glamp, if you will. <laughs> the shit in their parking lots. Hey, that, those are good people. I wish more people in America would be a little welcoming like that you know there's that saying does a bear shit in the woods is that going to (laughs) change bear doesn't need to shit in the woods this cracker barrel (laughs) all right listen we're gonna uh, this has been some update between ass napkin and wendy it's like a whole hour of duty uh i would like to do the uh, phony phone call so maybe we can get to everything i'm gonna take a little break here love these guys Love this band. One of my favorite things to do is go on our app and watch them on our show. It's fantastic. Three guys making that much music. It's just unbelievable. Coming at ya. Chartreuse. Chocolate moose. That's <laughs> the greatest. They didn't even waste time with uh, some heavy lyrics. It's just like chocolate yeah, there's, there's nothing deep here. <laughs> ZZ Top, great band. Longest running band to have no change in its lineup. It's always been, yeah, that's right, Billy Gibson, Billy Gibbons, Dusty Hill, and Frank Beard. 40 years. And uh, who inducted ZZ Top into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Robin? Go ahead. The year was 2004. Take a guess. Who do you think? I can't even imagine. Who's good enough to induct them? I'll tell you who. Keith Richards. He's worth... Oh, you're kidding! That's right. I mean, those three guys are perfect. Billy Gibbons' uh, first band was called Moving Sidewalks. He opened up for Jimi Hendrix when he was a teenager. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. And uh, he's a great guy. I remember him singing in our studio, and he dedicated a song to me, and he dedicated a song, dedicated a song to Robin, and it was uh, it was pretty fucking awesome. And it's one of the most fun bands to watch. Uh, I went somewhere. How did they uh, come up with the whole beard thing? I mean, where did that come from? They were into beards before beards were cool. Uh, they got it from David Letterman. <laughs> he was the one who suggested it. Because <laughs> you know what I'd do if I was in a rock band? I'd grow a beard. Yep. It's cool. They they look cool, those guys. I don't even know how old they are, but it's very cool. 
And and Billy, this is a fact. I'm not making a joke. Billy Gibbons, because he has that long beard, he drinks beer through a straw to avoid getting um, suds on his uh, beard. That's the truth. He says it. Amazing. You know how you get to be that good? Billy's father was a, a classically trained musician who moved to Texas in the in the 30s, spent time in Hollywood as a film scorer, well, a ranger, whatever you call them, a ranger. And then um, then he returned to Texas to conduct the Houston Philharmonic. So his father was a big-time musician. Uh-huh. And you see, the, see, if my father was a musician and, and could have inspired me, I, I would be a big rock star now. I wouldn't be sitting here arguing with uh, Ass Napkin Ed. So you need your father to do something before yes. you can do it. Robin... You know, I read about great painters. Great painters become great because their fathers painted, uh, you know, uh, Wyeth. What's his name? Uh, Andrew Wyeth. Yeah. His father, N.C. Wyeth, was a great uh, illustrator of books and painter, and he gave his son these lessons. And uh, What could have been? What could have been? Well, what been about the, the guy before his dad? Was he a painter? Yes. Schmelvin <laughs> uh, Wyeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who it is, High Pitch. I've, I've heard, hey, High Pitch. Hey, Howard, how, how are you? I'm hearing some things hey, about you. I'm hearing some things. What are you hearing? I'm hearing Gary calls you. You don't return his calls. You've been difficult. Sal told no, me no, you're no, a pain no. in Sal I'm told me you. I'm not a pain in the ass. I'm not a That's pain in the ass. That's the word around here. They all of a sudden, ever since you got on Cameo and you made a couple of dollars, you forget. Uh, you know, now you're big and famous, but you forget how you got famous. Because I have a busy life. Yeah. <laughs> what are you busy with? Cameo, my you know doctor's appointments. I have two procedures at the end of the month. If I tell my audience not to go on your Cameo. That business is going to dry up. That's true. That's so, true. Sal called. Um, hey, Sal, come in here and t- tell everyone what a hot pain in the ass high pitch has been. So, Sal, Eric told us he was too busy to be interviewed by us. Wow. I, I've re- never seen anything refused, like it, Howard. He refused to talk to Wolfie. He's all of a sudden too busy. No, I, I hear these things. I don't, listen, I don't like Wolfie because Wolfie's a dick, okay? I I was I did a show once in Pennsylvania, and Wolfie's Wolfie was a dick to me. I don't want oh. to do anything with Wolfie. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, all right. Because so why I, don't you talk to Sal? Sal, I'll do Sal. I'll do stuff with, but Wolfie, I refuse to do anything with. Okay, because he'll do once, stuff with me. Hold on, hold on a second. Once, hey. listen, hold on. I want to I want to tell a story that happened with Wolfie. Okay. I want. I want to bring Wolfie up on stage so people know who who he is. And Wolfie's too good to come up on stage, okay? And he was kind of a bitch to come up on stage. Well, wait a second. Okay? So he's a bitch not to come up on stage, and now you're being a bitch to us by not coming on the show when we need well, you. I'm, I'm, well, I'm sorry, okay, Howard? Yeah, I mean, I mean, where, where's the gratitude in that? I mean, Wolfie, what's with you in high pitch? What's going on? Hey, hey, high pitch. If I was rude to you, why were you begging me to go to a Philadelphia Eagles game with you the next day? Explain that. Well, because I wanted to go to a football game since I was oh, out there. Oh, 
You're such you a liar, asshole. I was completely nice to you, and you're being a dick. No, you you tried to hang out you with were, me the next day. If I was rude to you, you just, why would you do you that? Too good to, you were too good to come up on stage when I asked you to come up on stage, but you were being a complete dick. Go on stage at an event that's not mine? I, I'm not rude like that. You're the one that needs attention. I'm not an attention whore. But people know who you are. You should have come up and said hello to the crowd. It wasn't my event, douchebag. I didn't want to go on stage. Douchebag. It was Shuli's show. Whatever. It wasn't my event. Whatever, asshole. You should have still came up and said hello to the fans since people know who you are. But high pitch. If you were so upset, why did you go to the game with him? I didn't didn't go to the game. He begged me to go to a game with him the next day. He wanted to hang out with me. Hmm. Well, that's why I didn't call. That's why I didn't call you. Can you have my number? Go ahead, Gary. So, Eric, it took me almost four days and 30 emails to get you on the phone. You were busy. You told me to call you after your hernia operation at the end of June. But we finally got on the phone, and I said, Eric, I would like you to talk to Sal. He goes, I want to talk to him tomorrow. So why won't you talk to Sal now? Because that day I was at a Yankee game. and I, and I Okay, and I said, that was a month ago. That was a month ago we had that conversation. You said, I'll talk to Sal. Anytime Sal calls me, I'll talk to him. See what I'm hearing, Eric? Sal, what do you got to tell us? Go ahead. So what happened was Eric eventually spoke to me. We had a nice conversation. He told me how much he hated Wolfie, which you just heard about. Right. That's ridiculous. I I mean, Wolfie was uncomfortable going up on stage. Some people, (laughs) Eric, some people don't have the show business bug like you do. Some people are, are uptight going on stage. You don't understand that? Well, Wolfie shouldn't have, Wolfie should be scared to go up on stage if he works for your show. Well, listen, he's not that type of performer. Well, what does he know how to do? What? All is good, all is good between Eric and myself. And I'm like, okay, we're back on track. We, we put together a bit. We, we had this funny phone call that we wanted to do, this funny prank call. I text Eric, hey, can we do this? Can we set up a date? And he just gives me a flat out no. And I said, why? He goes, I just don't want to do anything. Then I come back to Eric and I ask him, look, can we do this particular song parody? It would be great for the show. Nope, we'll not do it. Then we had a bit with low pitch, high pitch, which Eric is great with on the air. And we came up with this great high pitch, low pitch premise. And Eric again says no. And I said, Eric, are you still angry? And he says, no, but he just refuses to do anything. Wow. With me. You know what? I don't. You know why he's listen. silly. You know why you're silly, high pitch. Why? If you're on the show, that's what fuels people using you on cameo. I take you off this show. That cameo will dry up. Dry up in two months. You won't be living the high life anymore. Well, listen, Sal. If you, if you want to do a bit, I'll do a bit with you. But I will not do anything with Wolfie. That's wait fine. a second. What does that got to do with anything? First of all. Who hooked you up with Donnie Wahlberg? Who? You did. Oh. Oh. I forgot. But I will not do do anything with Wolfie. Why do you think people are paying $80 or $100 on Cameo to have you do that dopey message? Because of you. Of course. You're on the show. That's 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 your free advertising. And Sal asked you to make a phony phone call. You're too busy. 
Well, you should, I mean, you should blow Sal to get on a phony phone call. Hey, me, me and Sal do say me and Sal do the best phony phone calls ever. Yeah, not not, not when lately. he can get you. Yeah. I know, Richard and I and you, we've created classics. The Twa Cream call, the Eric the Actor call. We've done so much, Eric, yeah. so I just want to keep you going. And let me spell it out for you. Let me spell it out for you. If Wolfie did something really bad to you, if you had a story, your story is Wolfie didn't want to go up on stage. A lot of people aren't comfortable going up on stage. Now, who does Wolfie work for? He works for you. Who? Who am I? What is my name? How it's done. So when you say fuck Wolfie, who are you really saying fuck to? Well, I'm not, not saying that about you. Oh, you're saying fuck Howard Stern. No, I'm not. Wolfie is me calling you. No, no, no. I'm saying I don't like Wolfie. Why? Because he wouldn't go up on stage? I think it's more about him not taking him to a football game. He could care less about no. going on stage. No, I don't want to have anything to do with Wolfie, period. Wait a second. Who helped you get into that slow adult gangbang porn? You did, not Wolfie. Yeah. Who let you into their birthday show to have a great time? You did, not Wolfie. Oh, oh, oh. so... When one of Howard's representatives calls, whether it be Sal or Gary or Wolfie even, pick up the fucking phone and get to work. Oh, this is great. The president of Cameo is on the phone. Good. You own Cameo, sir? I own Cameo, yes, sir. Uh, and Howard, it's up to you. If you want us to delete what? What? Eric. Wait, what? Wait, what's your name? What's that? You know my what's name. This? You know my name. Well, what's your name? Tell you him your name. name, Eric. Tell him your name. Tell me my tell me my name, Eric. You I know my name. Tell me what you, know you want to name, say, Eric. sir. T tell me what you want I'll to tell say. Tell me what I want to say. If you want us to delete Eric's account, it's done. And by the way, Eric, this is Steve Galanis, all right? You know who it is. And we will delete his account if you say no, so. Hey, no, I don't you, believe that. That's not right, go, go to LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and look at my name, Eric. Sir, if I hear dick. one more time that Eric is being a dick, yep, I'm going to be on the phone to you. Listen, and we've been getting a lot of complaints about him, all right? And if we don't like him on Cameo, we'll shadow ban him. And frankly, Howard, we are a little sick of him, too. Uh, I, just, I don't believe this guy. No, you Listen, better Eric, it. You will, he you says will he's the president. You will, you will disappear. Oh, we would love to, to help you, Howard, with this. Just say right, the word. Thank word. you. Thank you, sir. All right. I don't have to threaten Eric. Eric knows I'm on his team. I've made Eric's life better. I can't believe that he wouldn't even take calls. Gary's calling five oh, and six you times know, and emailing. Oh, never mind. He wouldn't even take Chris Wilding's call. And he's in love really? with Chris. Yeah, Chris, what? Hey, let Chris tell you what happened. No, no, I, not the way he treats Marianne. What are you, what are you the police? If my people call you, just enjoy it. This is what this is how we get your name out there. Go ahead, Chris. What happened? Eric's been very, very nasty and rude to me over DM on Twitter. And he specifically said that you wouldn't care about him, Howard. Uh, you have no desire for an Eric update and that I would would not have the courage to tell on Eric to you, which, of course, is completely untrue. Like you say, he's saying fuck you to you, Howard.
No, I don't know what his issue is with And he's me. worried about Marianne can defend herself. You don't have to get. Uh, I mean, this is outrageous. He threatened to block me on all social media so I couldn't see any updates about his life. I mean, what is going on, Eric? What is going on with you? I want, I want to do stuff for Sal, of course. But you weren't even well, you responding don't. to Sal. You just didn't lazy. talk to Sal. Hold, hold on, hold on. I just went back and found an old email, right? So I said, Eric, um, I would like you to talk to Sal. And you wrote back to me, no, thank you. What, what does that mean? Well, that was an old email. So, um, I mean... I mean, I, I mean, I could do something with Sal this afternoon. No, but I mean, what is no thank you? I mean, what do you mean? Why no thank you? Because I was busy at that time. Busy? You do nothing. The only he thing you're busy with time, is cameo. Yeah. He said he was too busy because he was having lunch, a cigar, and a nap, and I wouldn't be able to speak to him that day. <laughs> and he golfed now too, Howard. He's golfing. Howard, on oh, May 11th, on, on May 11th, he told yeah, me I'm... to call him back after his surgery in late June. And I said, wow. you, I go, you, you really not available for the next six weeks? And he said, I'm busy. Hmm. Well, this is yeah, very I, upsetting. I, I, play, I play golf now every Wednesdays. Yeah, you got time for everything but us. Yep. Yeah, but well, what did you want to? What do you want to say? I'm allowing you to have your forum here. You called me. You must hey, have something to say. All, if Sal wants to do something with me, I'd be more than happy to do it. Oh, well, that's very big of you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because Sal's a genius, and I'd be more than happy to do it. You, you just remember, your entire life is subsidized by my listeners because of the exposure I give you on the show. All right, and I'll That's be more it. than happy to do. Yeah. I'll be more than happy to do, do something with him after one o'clock this afternoon. All right. <laughs> I've had, I've had Paul McCartney. It. I've had Paul McCartney on this show. He's a Beatle, and he's easier to work with than you. Because I have a, I have an appointment from ten thirty to one till till twelve o'clock this morning. Where are you going? My, no, I have a Zoom call with my therapist. <laughs> yes, uh, Howard. Howard yeah, Eric has told me that he has still a tremendous amount of anxiety. He's on antidepressants, and he told me that the anxiety stems from the loss of Joey Boots. It still haunts him tremendously. Well, okay, that's fair. I understand that everybody misses Joey Boots, but uh, to, to, to diss us like this, and you know, when the cops pull uh, Eric over, I know what happens. Why do you think they don't give uh, Eric a hard time? It's because of the show. I mean, they, they let him go because the cops love the show. He doesn't no, understand. He doesn't care. He doesn't care anymore how all this. He really doesn't, him. Robin. He's he's like, he's out of it. He's no interest in Wow. This. Big star. What is it, Ralph? What do you want to say? Uh, what are, give, give me five minutes. I'd rather. I'd rather. Those fucking words should not come out of his fucking mouth. You fucking idiot. You're busy because of the show. How stupid can you be? Throw him off. If you're asked to do anything, the answer is yes. What time? Jump. How high? When? Where? You fucking idiot. You're ungrateful no, piece of no, shit. No, 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 no. him from the show. Well, let him, him let, let high pitch respond, for God's sakes. You've made your no, point. Go ahead. I, yes, high pitch. If I have an appointment with my therapist at a certain time. That's well, that's right. okay. <laughs> That, that, that's one thing. That's one thing. And Howard, Wolfie is the only one who should talk to him now. That's no. the guy. 
That's it. Sorry. Sorry, dude. I'm not doing nothing with Wolfie. Right. Wolfie didn't do anything stage. so bad. Wolfie didn't want to go on stage. So what? I'd rather do stuff with Sal. Me Who, cares what you'd rather? Who cares what you'd rather, you idiot? I'd rather you shut the fuck up. I'd rather do stuff with Sal because me and Sal known each other for a long time and me and him get along. But Eric, you have yes. to follow through next time I, I reach out to you for a bit. You have to say yes. Uh, yes, I will. Okay. Oh, in the old I'm days, he to used it. to call me every day. Make How can it. I get on the air? What can I do? I want to get famous. All right. Okay. Yeah. You got that we high We couldn't voice. get him out of the building in the old days, Howard. He was he would right. get off the air with you, and he would come into our studio with Richard, and we'd, we'd put together stuff for hours. He loved The thrill it. is gone for Eric. I'm telling you, mm, that cameo right. money is gone right to his cameo head. Cameo ruined this guy. Ruined him. Tell you. Ask Napkin Ed. Ask Napkin Ed is on the phone. What do you want to say, Ed? Hello? I don't hear him. Maybe he's still asleep. Ask Napkin Ed is a fucking dick because he called me an asshole. Yep. Fuck him. He did call you an asshole. He says he's going to overtake you on Cameo. Listen, I overtake him now. Now you do. Right, but he's just getting started, he says. Yeah, I overtake him now. And, like, I bump up, I bump up, I bump up my prices for special occasions. Well, I'm going to start calling you Superstar, Eric, with your golf and the cars. But I'll tell you one thing about Ass Napkin Ed. He's hungry. He returns Wolfie's calls. And he's smart. You know why he returns Wolfie's calls? Because he's getting on the air more and more. And guess what? He just increased his price on Cameo because he's getting more airtime. He knows how to run a business. Uh, Ed's been on the show a ton with his worms and shitting out pieces of steak. I bet he, he keeps it up. If he keeps working Wolfie, he's going to start making more than you, and he's going to take over some of your business. Let me tell you something. There's only so much of the pie to go around. All this money is coming from fans. If fans start hearing every minute, Ask Napkin Ed. Ask Napkin Ed. They go, you know what? Fuck Eric. I'm going to go get an Ask Napkin Ed cameo. Eric Schmerick. Yeah, I want Ask Napkin Ed to do my uh, you know, cameo. Hollywood high pitch. You know, I mean, uh, listen, high pitch. I'm not telling you how to run your business. You want to golf all day and uh, and and, uh, and carry on. You're too busy. I mean, Ed well, has well, assworms. I mean, listen, I'm going for two procedures at the end of the month, which I'm not looking forward to. Okay, okay. A colonoscopy and endoscopy at the end of the month. Yeah, why don't you take a dick up his ass instead? Yeah, why do you shut my dick up your ass, you fucking yeah, asshole? Yeah, why don't you try it, bitch? Yeah, why do you shut the freak. fuck up, dick face? You freak! You come and say that shit to me. Fucking dick breath, motherfucker! Sucker. Fucking dick ass. That's all you do is suck dick. Yeah, that's all you do is fucking suck people's dick. Wait a minute, you just said that to you, Eric. And why Ed, is that so bad? Eric the parrot. Ed, yeah, right. Ed, can I say something? I think, yeah. Ed, you're smart. All of the listeners are now talking about you. High Pitch is out golfing, never calls into the show, doesn't want to do any bits. You're you're talking to Wolfie. He's not. And guess what's happening? You're starting to get big on Cameo. I hear you're busy with Cameo. Yeah. Well, I'm, going, I'm raising my price higher than that, asshole. He's only yeah. getting what seventy five. And by the way, and I bought, 
And I, and I, I'm going over a hundred and I bump, I bump, I bump up my prices for special occasions. You're broke. You're broke. I'm not That's broke. Easy. I'm not broke. Yeah. You. You know, Ed, with your latest revelation, how you eat, uh, you know, when you shit, you shit out steak and stuff, people are going to want to get cameos from you. I mean, there's only so many people who buy cameos. And and Eric doesn't realize. He doesn't realize. You, you competition could, you, for me? You even said I'm, I'm the hottest wagpacker. You are. Show. I don't hear from Eric anymore. And he's great to work with, Howard. He's like he's just so easy oh, to work Ed? with. We love Ed. We Ed, love working Ed, with that. Yeah. You call him and he's there, right? When he's not on heroin, right. he's available. Yep. <laughs> I'm not telling yeah. you how to run your business, high pitch, but you, maybe you take a lesson from Ed instead of being angry with him. Well, well listen, I don't know what's gotten into Ed, but you know something, Joey. Joey passed away on heroin. And that's what pissed me. That's that's what's very upsetting. It's been upset who? Listen, Joey, my our friend Joey passed away on heroin. Yeah, like ten years ago. And maybe you should take a lesson from that. Maybe I don't do it anymore. Well, you did it last week. Yeah, well, I, I don't know who I don't know whose empire is going to get bigger on cameo. Oh, I mean, if no, Ed's mine, on mine the air all Sal. the time and Eric never no. on the air, I think it's going to be Ed. Sal, Sal. Eric can't compete with me. Oh, dude, I've been on cameo longer than you, and I'll compete. Doesn't matter. Yes, it does matter. No, you you were on cameo. You just got fired by the owner. Yeah. I think you're fired by the owner, Dick. Well, he's about to fire you if you keep it up. Well, I've been on there longer than you. And. Okay. And. It has nothing to do with it. Yes, you're I am. not worth as much as I am. Yes, I am. No, that's why my prices are going higher than yours. A lot higher. Let me tell you something. Me and Michael Rappaport are legends on Cameo. Well, it sounds like a new legend is forming, and his name is Ass Napkin Ed. Oh, and you're letting it happen because you're on the golf course and too busy to take Sal's phone call and won't talk to Wolfie because he didn't come up on stage. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. And you know what? I'm in the golf course. Yeah, well, let me tell you something, Ed. I like your old thing where you're giving people pep talks. Did you know that high pitch? Ed gives people pep talks. He's becoming a motivational speaker the way he's doing his thing. Well, I well, I'd rather do stuff with Sal. And Sal, if you want to call me after twelve thirty, you can. <laughs> Timing is everything, Eric. I've called you five times over the past three weeks. You wouldn't do stuff bits. with Sal for weeks. It's it goes back to February, but when something comes up, I'm gonna call you and I hope you return my call and we could do something. I'm holding you to do, it. Do you want do you want to do something later today? Hey, Sal, <laughs> Sal, why don't you call me and we'll do something? Now, now would you be open? Ed, Ed we didn't want to bother you, but would you be open to that? Yeah, let's get rid of, yeah. rid of Eric and no, Sal. No, Ed, you got Wolfie. No, I, but Wolfie's cool too, but Sal and I can do something too. 
Sure, why not? He's easy. He'll work with anybody. He doesn't care. Sal, you think you can come up with something for uh, Ed to do? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. All right. We'll put our heads together right after the show. All right, maybe do a little jam session with Ed. Ed, your your yeah. your price is going to go way up. You might make two hundred dollars a call. I might, yeah, might be. two, maybe three. You're not golfing today, are you, Ed? Wagpacker. Ed, are you going golfing? Sal wants to know, or are you going to be available? I I could, you know, I, I have no problem with that. Okay, All right, great. He says he, he's Sal, not going to go. Sal, I'm not golfing today. I'm available after twelve. We weren't available for the past three months, though. What if he needs you tomorrow? What if he needs you tomorrow, Ed? You know what this reminds me of? Anything Sal needs, just pick up the phone, call me, and I'll be there. You know, I remember. Well, I remember High Pitch. I used to, when I was younger, I would watch the Phil Donahue show. And Phil was the first. You know, he had the talk show, and he walked around in the audience with the microphone and everything, and he was first. And, you know, well, great, good for him. Guess what? Oprah Winfrey did the same show, and she took it over. She she beat Dr. Phil. I mean, uh, uh, Phil Donahue. <laughs> Not Dr. Phil, but Phil Donahue. She beat him, and now she... And he went away. Different. We for, You know, we don't even remember Phil him. Donahue now. I say Phil Donahue. People go, who? Oprah from call, call Ed no. Oprah. Uh, Oprah, yeah. uh, uh, Oprah Ed is going to be living in Santa Barbara pretty soon. I'm like yeah. Oprah with Oprah's worm. neighbor. Ask Napkin <laughs> Oprah. Where's my right. foot nanny? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Chris, I, well, Chris, I want to let you know I didn't block you, okay? I want to let you know that. You, you sent me a lot of weird text messages over and over again. It was a little harassing, and I think you were trying to intimidate me, Eric, and all I ever wanted to do was make some content with you. That wasn't nice. It really wasn't. Yeah, you know why? Because you didn't kind of Sesame Street Live with me. Oh, my God. It was the middle of a pandemic, Eric. I haven't been anywhere. Mike from Maine, you're year. on the air. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, now, Howard. Hey, hey, shame on Eric. Eric should be available to you guys 24-7 pretty much. I mean, for the, for the lifestyle he's living, if you need a new whack packer or a guy to do some bits, I'll be happy. Sal can call me right now. I'll leave my you. work. Leave my family. Sal, call by Mike from Maine. Are you afraid? Oh, I'll get your number, I, I Mike, right after the man. show. Mike, you should open up a Cameo account. I'll, I'll get you some business. Hey, I thought about it, Howard. I mean, you know, all the rub I get from the Howard Stern world. I mean, I could be a, a, maybe even a millionaire within a few years, right? Yep. Yes. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Who I mean, wouldn't want a Cameo from it, Mike Eric, from Maine? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean this guy's, guy's on fire. No, I, I listen, Howard. I will step up, okay. All right, high pitch. Good luck to you, and maybe one day we'll call you. Maybe you'll be free. If not, um, we'll call Ed. No, Howard. Another I will step up. An, Howard, another perk that. Uh, all right, Eric. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, another perk uh, that Eric gets through you is that he he has personalized uh, DMs with uh, Donnie Wahlberg. They're they're like personal friends now. That Eric. I should call Donnie and say, knock it off with it. He would do Take it. That for go me. away. Yeah. Howard, call Donnie and have him DM me. I will. Would you want to be on Blue Bloods, uh, Ed? You want? To, are you acting at all? Yeah, well, I'll be on Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods for sure. I can get you a job on there. That's how I got Eric a job. Sign me up. Listen, I will step up, okay? And if Sal wants to do something later today, I'll be more than happy to do it. 
Hmm. Well, they've forgotten about you, Ed. You were too hard to get a hold of. They threw all those bits away. Eric, we had great bits for Eric too, Robin. We had Eric. I'm calling him Ed. See, I've forgotten him already. What what were some of the bits you had for uh, Eric to do? Oh, one was well, we loved his low pitch, high pitch voice. Yeah. Uh, so we oh, wanted him to oh, call a sex therapist as that couple, <laughs> both high pitch <laughs> and low pitch. Wow. And that one was one we were really excited about. And it was right off the off the heels of Eric uh, speaking to you, his whole pitch, high pitch. High pitch. And uh, he just turned us down. And I, we tried over and over again. Hey, boy, that sounds um, funny. I and, you know, if, if high pitch, if high pitch had done it, if high pitch had done it, that think of the money you would have made on Cameo because everyone would be like, hey, you know what? That guy's a star. But we had right. a new bit involving his famous character, Kelly Clarkson, that he turned us down over. It was another funny bit. Wow. A classic. Um, yeah. Uh, we had a few song parodies. He's just shut Busy. us down. He just, yeah. Wow. Let's want to sing. Smart move, Eric. You're, you're really doing great. You'll be, you'll be doing great on Cameo. Ed, you're going to be doing yeah. a lot of bits. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. Thank I'll you. take over that in a heartbeat. Hmm. Well, uh, well, listen. How I, I will step up and I'll do. Right. I'll start doing more bits. All right. Well, Sal, uh, I hope I don't hear of this kind of thing happening around the office again. I, I hope this but, is uh, in the past. Should we really have to call Eric and and uh, threaten him? No, you, no, you shouldn't. No, it should be like Eric used to hang out. I'd see him outside our building standing uh, all there All you had morning. to do was walk outside. There was Eric. Yeah, you couldn't miss him. Oh, Donnie Wahlberg's on the phone. Hey, Donnie, you hearing this? Yeah, um, I'm just so upset with Eric. You know, everything he's doing. I don't think I can have you on Blue Bloods anymore. That's not now, Donnie. I, uh, listen, I just woke up, Eric. Uh, somebody just texted me and told me to call in, and I'm just so surprised. You know, I... Well, I'm gonna so I'm, I'm gonna see how he does, but Donnie, do me a favor, keep him on for now. But there's a new guy in town okay. named Ass Napkin Ed, and uh, I might be Is calling you about him. Act? He's very good. He's a very oh, good I... actor, he, and he has ass worms. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, we can, we can put that in the show some way. And he should say hi, say hi to Jenny for me. Thank you. There you go. So I listen. I will step up. I will work with Sal. And right. I'll do well, hopefully Sal will come up with something right. next time he yeah, calls, you know, you know. They have to work these things when they have them available, you know. He had a, a psychologist yeah, he wanted you to talk to, but you were busy. Can you imagine? You know how hard it is to line up a psychologist to, like, do a prank call on? I mean, this shit's not easy to line up. a lot up. of work. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, this snag is Eric's not free right. to do it. right. And the only answer I get is no. Nope. <laughs> no explanation. Yeah, it's very curt. So the answer so my answer has to be yes. Which you want. Do me a fa- do me a favor, Sal. Next time that happens, let me know. I'll come up with a new star. Trust me. I'm good at finding him. Absolutely. I'll I'll, I'll figure it out. You just give me the assignment. Eric told me here in writing, you would never tell the show about me. I don't think you'll ever tell Howard about me not doing interviews. He doesn't care. I don't care. Ha ha. Wait, read that to me again. Read that again. He wrote this to you? Yeah, this is from DM. You would never tell the show about me. That was about a year ago. This was uh, February 3rd of this year. 
I don't think you would tell Howard about me not doing any interviews. He won't care. I don't care. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I care. Because I, I was mad at you because how you treated Marianne. What are you well, worried I'm about, Marianne? But you're telling us you won't be on the Howard Stern show. Because you, because Marianne's good. mother to uh, me and All right, good. Else. Okay, you worry about Marianne, and I'll take you off the show. That's okay. Let Marianne no, write back. Well, Marianne show. Uh, yeah. And what did Sal the Marianne do to Marianne? Show. You yeah, wouldn't work ahead. with Sal. You see, you let Marianne get you some uh, followers on Cameo. Mad at me. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I, I mean, Chris, can't it be nice to Marianne? She sure, is not, whatever. Listen, I'm, I'm over. Who's mean to Marianne? Everyone loves Marianne. What's your fucking problem? You're carrying on a war. There is no war. You sound like one of these guys. Yeah, you have to World War Two. Everyone. This one did something. That one <laughs> yeah. did something. You just do. You stay in your lane. You're doing fine. Right, listen, I will step up with Sal. I will do stuff with him, and I will. My answer will be yes to him every time he wants to do something. Hey. Well. All right. We'll see. Well, uh, you know, you right. might need to talk to Wolfie every once in a while. They do different no, things. I, you know? Howard, you no, got to talk to Wolfie, too. No, Howard. Why? No, Wolfie didn't Howard, do anything to you. You're so silly. No, I, no, I don't want to deal with Wolfie. Cause You're going to deal with Wolfie. No, no, who cares who Howard, you like? Wolfie does great no. stuff. Didn't you hear the Wendy package? Wolfie's turning no. Ass Napkin Ed into a star. Yeah, no, how do you think no, Ed got on the air so much? Because a wolf. No, I don't, that's, that's, let me deal with, with Sal and Wolfie, Wolfie, I want you to make Ed and Wendy bigger stars, and then the audience will forget about Eric, and then he'll come okay, begging that, to be him. That's easy. I'll, I'll do that very, very easily. No one will even remember High Pitch's name. Good. Wolfie's the man. Wolfie's the man. Yeah. Wolfie. No, I like Sal, that High Pitch is doing us a favor. Eric, you have to respect Wolfie. He's part of our team. Yeah, but ever since Shuri left the show, I don't want to do anything with Wolfie. Well, then don't do anything with Wolfie, and uh, we'll forget you. So now it's a news story. Since what, 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 what has Wolfie got to do? He's working here. What does that got to do? Are you punishing him because Shuri left the show? He's punishing you, Howard. Yeah. Fuck you, Eric. No, I'm not. No, Howard, I'm done. I'm I think I'm done with you. I don't like your answers, no. man. You apologize no. to Wolfie right now. This is bullshit. I don't like I this. I want an apology, too. No. Stay out of it. It's between me and Wolfie. I want between me and you. Too. It's not between me. What is this? You're deciding which guys of mine you'll talk to? You're doing me a favor? Don't do me any favors, then. See if I can do a radio show. Without you. Well, Howard, listen, I'm sorry for how I'm treating you. No, how you're treating Wolfie. Apologize. Wolfie didn't do anything to you. You've got some some kind of wacky logic that someone's put in your head that you shouldn't talk to Wolfie. Wolfie's a really good guy. And he's been good to you. Yeah, he hasn't done anything to you. Yes, he has. He's not done anything bad to you, except he didn't want to go up on a stage at a live event that wasn't his event. That's not a bad thing. It's ridiculous what you're carrying on. Wolfie calls you. That's me calling you. My name is Wolfie Stern. Howard Wolfie Stern. 
This is my guy. I hired him. I love him. You love him. You think Wolfie's calling you because he wants to be your buddy? It's his job. He's trying to make you famous. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, I'm trying to help you, and you're too slow to understand that. I'm not being true. Wolfie would be a good guy. Listen, Wolfie, I might have a higher IQ than you. (laughs) You might. But so what? Please. But what if Wolfie listen, had gone on this stage? Then he's a good guy? I mean, Wolfie's a good guy. What would Wolfie do to you? Nothing. He didn't do what Eric told him to do. Well, what I did was, you know, please welcome Wolfie to stage, okay? Yeah. He, he wouldn't come to stage. He wouldn't right. come on stage. He wasn't comfortable going up on a stage. You can't understand did I, that? Yeah, did who I asked you to that, do Eric? that, Eric? He didn't ask to go I, on stage. I did it. Anything, Wolfie should be mad at you. You put him on the spot. Because I thought people, I thought maybe people wanted to, uh, you know. Maybe they did. People wa- but he didn't want to go on stage. He didn't ask to go on stage. You should have checked with him ahead of time. You're in the wrong. He's in the right. The people came up and talked to me afterward. I talked to anyone that wanted to talk to me, but it wasn't my place to go on stage. And you put me in a bad spot. But still, it was Shuli Shaw, but he wasn't mad at me. Uh, yeah, but you're mad at Wolfie for not wanting to go up on stage. That's stupid. That's just silly. He didn't do anything to you. You did something to him. Well, it's crazy. You, you have Everybody's a- deciding who they like and who they want to talk to. Right, you, and who they'll talk to. You yeah. talk to Wolfie if I tell you to. And if I tell you to talk to Sal, talk to Sal. Howard gives you the air you breathe, Eric. Listen to what he says. Yeah, I mean, what do I mean? What, 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 he's what, not what, even taking Wolfie. Gary's calls, though. I mean, he's, he's off the I, mean, I got more text totally messages here that, that aren't Go ahead. Let me, let me hear these text messages. This is insane. Okay, what hold is on, going Howard, on? Before they won't that. care. Howard's on vacation, <laughs> and I am too busy that. to do any interviews. That. Interview Ralph. He's not doing anything during the day. I have stuff going on. So, therefore, wow. I am too busy to interviews. That is a quote. Mm. Boy, well, very Ralph never busy. Big Ralph shot. Is never what, busy. what have you got to do with Ralph? They're calling you. And Ralph does bits with us all the time. You're right. It's great. That's really nice of you to say, oh, don't call me. Call Ralph. We were calling you. Because yeah. you're on vacation. I pitch Diva. Yeah. Hi, Diva. I l- listen. How is- star. I'm sorry, okay? No, thank you. I'm sorry to hear all of this. I I thought you were my guy. I am your guy, and I'm and I, and I, and I apologize. All right, Howard. Apology accepted. Howard. Let's 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 put it in the past. It's ridiculous. When Wolfie calls, say hi to him. He's my buddy. Howard, while I'm looking through my old emails as well, so while I'm spending three days begging him to just call me, one of his answers is, "Is it okay if I call the Michael K show?" Like that he's got fucking time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. Michael K. Show. Because I love baseball. And Good. Go I ahead. Call my- Michael K. Let Michael K. get your cameo. Michael K. is a big fan of yours. Okay. I'm, I thank him. But but what's that got to do when I call you? I want to make sure it's okay with Gary if I can call Michael We're K. We're fine. We don't, we don't care who you call. We don't even do that to you. But if we call you, 
Don't act like you're a big shot. But I'm Eric, busy. do you realize how weird it is to ask if you can call the Michael K show when I can't even get you to call Wolfie or Sal and you will barely call me back? Do you understand how like inappropriate that is? It's four different people we had to put on getting this guy to yeah. be part of the show. We're all here, We're all including the executive producer. Ask Michael K to find your penis. I found your penis. <laughs> no, I found his penis. <laughs> oh, that's true. Chris found your penis. I mean, how disrespectful. I listen, I Howard, I apologize to you. All right, thank you. I will, Apology I will, accepted. And, the, and, and, and I, will, I will do I will do better for you. I will do better I, for I, you. I mean, I mean, don't diss us. At least, you know, say hey, you know, if you said to me, "Look, Howard, I don't want to be on the radio anymore." And that's it. I'm I'm retiring from show business. No, I, I don't want that. to retire. I will I will I will do better and I will make myself available for now. I'll on. tell you what, Eric. Listen to the Charlie Sheen is on the phone. He he feels bad for you. Yes, Mr. Sheen. Eric, listen. I quit two and a half men and I fucking regret it, dude. I, I, I thought I'd have a huge career. I was doing a big tour. They're all just dried up. Eric, when you quit two and a half men, it was a mistake, right, Mr. Sheen? Yeah, man. I, it, be grateful for what you got, Eric. It, it can all fucking disappear, dude. Never forget where you came from, Eric. Believe me, it took me a long time to learn gratitude. Don't make the same mistakes I did, all right? You want to be fucking winning. Well, you're are, you still, are you still winning, Mr. Sheen? Well, I'm making a lot of changes right now. I'm on the upward slope, so I'm slowly winning. But I'm hoping Eric doesn't have to go through the same shit I did. You know, you know, anybody, anybody can be replaced. That ass, app, that ass napkin head guy. He's, he, don't let him become your Ashton Kutcher. That's all I'm going to tell you, man. <laughs> don't let him right. be no, your won't. Ashton Kutcher. I won't. All right, thank you, Mr. Sheen. All right, all right there he is, a guy who learned the his Howard. lesson. Yeah, you don't want ass napkin head to be your Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no, I will make myself available, and I will do better. And I apologize to you and Gary. Thank you, and thank you. I, I hate to hear these and things Sal. about my man. I hate to hear and this Wolfie. about my boy, and and Wolfie, and Wolfie, well, and Wolfie. Do, do I have to do stuff with him? Yes. yes. He's a good guy. You know he's a good guy. Stop. Even though I don't like him. You like Wolfie. You can't even come up with a I reason why I, you don't like him. You want really to go to a game with him. You don't like him because somebody put it in your head that you shouldn't like him. No, I don't. I really don't like him. <laughs> to, well, why? then see ya. See ya Because he didn't go up on his stage? That's bullshit. Tell the truth. Why don't you like Wolfie? Because he's not too friendly to me. That's not true. Then why did you want to hang out with me? Well, I, I know why he's not friendly. I know why you're not friendly with Wolfie. I got the whole story. And you know I know why, why you're not friendly with Wolfie. Tell me why. Uh, you tell me first. Because I know. It has nothing to do with well, Wolfie. Be honest, Eric. Because when I brought a friend of mine to the show, it's Pennsylvania... He was he was very rude to one of my friends, a female friend. So the story changed. You're lying. That's not the reason. No, I'm, uh, no, I know you're lying. You, he, you're not a good liar. No, I know you think you are. He, That's not even no, a true he, story. 
No, he was he he was rude uh, to a female friend of mine. That's not the reason. No, I'm. You know the, the reason why. Name. I know the reason why, but you're not telling the and truth. No, you're a bullshit a, artist, Eric. You're a bullshit. No, artist. I'm not. And you know, and you know that woman that was there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There was no woman. First of all, he didn't. Yes, there was. No, okay. Howard. I was there with a friend of mine. You're grasping at straws. I know the no, reason why you're angry with Wolfie, and it has nothing to do uh, with Wolfie. Her name, her, her name was Kathy. That was there with me. <laughs> okay. Kathy Smith. Yeah. No. Kathy. 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 Kendra. Uh, yeah, Ralph. Okay, I'm not going to yell this time. Uh, I'm kind of, uh, first of all, you know, here's a great example. Jason called me the other day to do something for the show. And before he even finished explaining what it was, I said yes. Of course. And that's how Eric should be. And there has also got to be a punishment for this. It's okay. Let him keep going, whatever. But you just can't let him. There's got to be a punishment. There's got to be consequences for his action. So listen, like maybe he's listen off of blue buds on a, on a trial basis. I'm not here. Uh, Ralph, I'm going to argue with you here because I'm not going to take. This is not, this sir, is not the people's court. Like when, right. when, oh, yes, when, it is. And I'm Judge Ralph. I'm ahead. not going to take away blue bloods. I'm not going to take away anything from Eric. I've had a discussion with him. He's no. going to knock off the nonsense. Stop it. But he's been, he's been doing this for a while. Can you at least make him deal he's with been Wolfie? Doing, he, he's been punishment? Oh, oh, no. He's going to deal with Wolfie because all of this is a lie. I know why he's not dealing with Wolfie. He hasn't come clean yet. Wolfie has never been disrespectful to him. Wolfie's a really nice, pleasant guy. And, and Eric is not telling the truth about why he's not dealing with Wolfie. I know the reason why. Do you? I do. I'm not bullshitting. I know the reason why. And it's a silly reason. Can we hear it? Eric has never been dissed by Wolfie. Ever. Eric is making that story up because of, there's a different reason why he won't talk to Wolfie. And he's got to knock it off because... Wolfie is me. Chris Wilding is me. Sal is not me, but all right, he should even talk to Sal. Okay? If, wait a second. If Wolfie was Thanks, horrible boss. to him, if Wolfie was horrible to him, he, he was. needs to talk to Wolfie. He, he is not horrible to Eric. Right, I know. And Eric doesn't nice have guy. to do anything. He Eric is a free soul. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He he is not indebted to me. And I mean, maybe he is, but he doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. But if he wants to be uh, a part of the show and wants to increase his cameo business, I would think it would be great for his career to 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 do this phony phone call with Sal, for example. This is what makes Eric. The audience loves when Eric's funny, and we always try to make Eric funny. He's so, golfing. He's golfing. This makes me nuts. Well, he's golfing because he is popular from the show, and that's okay. But this bullshit, he doesn't want to talk to Wolfie, or he's too busy for Sal, or he fucked Chris Wilding, all this. Gary not returning his calls. You want to be part of the show? Come on. We're, we're working over here. No, apparently he doesn't want to be part of the show. He said no to him. All right, well, then, you know, you want to be part of the Michael K show? That's okay with me, too. Go be Michael K's guy. No, I want to. No, I. I still want to be part of your show. It's too late. Punish him. Well, Ralph, 
I'm, 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 uh, I understand why you're angry. He, needs, he still he hasn't said he'll work with Wolfie Howard. Yeah, and he's, he's a good. child, Howard. And children need to be punished. There's got to be consequences for your action, period. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but. All right. Thank you, Ralph. I would hate to see <laughs> Snapkin Ed make more oh, money than Eric. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. Ed's good. It's going to happen if he oh, if he's if a Eric, lovely guy. I, I I call him. He answers. He does whatever we need him to do. Right. Exactly. Well, I heard your interview with Ed. It was fabulous. Now Wolfie's going to make you look good. Stop it. This whole idea that he's mad at Wolfie. Well, he's not mad at Wolfie. I know what's going on. I know the whole story. Listen, I'll tell you guys off Sal, the air what's going well, on. Whenever with, Sal doesn't deal with me, listen. Whenever Sal doesn't deal with me, it always looks good. Yes, that's right, and that's why, and that's why I don't let you I, look I bad. Yes. I don't, I don't put all the boring shit you do on the air. I take all the good stuff. Right, and that's why, and that's why I'm, I don't want to let you down. And that's why, and you're not, and you're not Sal, talking to Sal, and he's making you look good, and you don't talk to Sal. And this bullshit with Wolfie, uh, you, you, you talk to Wolfie, you'll be just fine. And that's why if Sal asks me to do a phone call with him today. My answer will be yes. He doesn't and have a Wolfie, phone call for you today. We right. moved on. Maybe he does. Yeah. You're not, you, you don't know. If he I does, asked, he right. doesn't sit have anything for you today. We'll sit and Mr. come up with Unavailable you. After That's 12. you got to be available when, when Sal calls, when he's got something funny going on. And, but Eric, when we do something, Eric, Eric, when we do something... It's not just me. It's a team. Richard's right. involved. Will's involved. Chris is involved. You know, we sit down. We put these things together. So even though you're not physically speaking to them, they're involved. So if somebody like Wolfie steps up and does something to make you look even better, you should respect that. He's here to help you. And I'll tell you another thing, uh, uh, Eric. Wolfie and I and the whole team, we comb through thousands of people every month who are dying to be on the show with these talents, with these skills. They're not good. You're a guy that we're coming to. You should really, really be honored by that. You should be flattered and privileged by that. Oh, and on we our phone, with you. Sal, on our phone is Asian Pete, who says he is ready to go to work. Really? Uh, Another great talent. Yeah. Uh, hey, Asian Pete, how are you, pal? Yeah, babe. You fucking yeah. know I got, huh? And what about your cameos? What? Do you, what how are they going? No, because for all oh, men. Go on, yeah. other men. That's right. And I got a plan for you to increase your cameos. Yeah, babe. Thank you. Yes. And, yes. And, and and what do you think about Eric? Exactly. He has to talk to Wolfie. Thank you for saying that. You're such a, you're a mensch. Thank you, Asian Pete. Yes. And same to you. Thank you. What a lovely, 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 hardworking man. Well, that's how you act. That's a true professional. (laughs) You do it. Yeah. Clearing concern. So, so, uh, listen, I will start. I will say, I will start taking part of the show. Michael K is on the phone. Yes, Michael, you can have him if you want. (laughs) Hello, Miss Mike. Michael. I've been trying to get you on center stage for years. Wow. See ya. Fields, fires, got him. There you go. 
He's all I'll yours. Take you six ways. I'll take you six ways till Sunday. And I've got a guy here, Don LaGreca, who could eat you under the table with chicken parmesan and veal parmesan. How does that sound, Eric? No, I'd rather stick with the Stone Show. Well, oh, Michael, uh, hold on. he's available. He's... Here. Oh. Hi, this is John Sterling. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> and Susan, hi. What did you want to say to me? I don't. I don't want to say nothing. I'd rather stick with Howard. Oh, Howard! Listen, I was at W. I did Islanders and Knicks and the Nets pregame for years. I met Howard back in the late seventies with Charlie Steiner. He's fantastic. I think your career's been wonderful, amazing. You can't figure Thank radio. That's Thank right. You, um... Thank you, Michael, and, and good luck with Eric. There you go. So how yes, Marianne. Howard. Marianne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Yeah, Howard, he doesn't like change. Eric, you know I love you, and he doesn't like change. He also um, does get very, very sidetracked, and I have to defend him with that. And he does work very well with Sal, and I'm sorry about Chris because I think he defended me over the super spreader. But, Wolfie, I have advice for you. You're the only one that's talking down to him and calling him a douchebag. No, I that's not what it is. Lot. I didn't call him that. I never he never that. called him I that. Yes, you did. Just, uh, yes, you just called him that a few minutes ago when you were just going back and forth. Wolfie, you have to treat him a little differently. There's a, there's a way to treat Eric. Oh, come I, on. Oh, please. Wolfie's so Wolfie. nice to him. Oh, Marianne. Oh, come, come on, Howard. Come on, come I, on, come on, come on. That's I not what's Eric going on here. Wolfie, what's going on, Howard? He's not in... He, I know he what's gets, going on. Gets, Stop it. Stop. I think I know what's going sidetracked. on now. Yeah, everyone knows what's he going on. He gets very sidetracked. But <laughs> Wolfie, you could right. talk a little nicer to him because roll the tape. You did say right. we'll talk nice to him. Okay. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Listen, Howard, if Wolfie spoke nicer about me, I would do it. All right. He will be nice to you. Okay? Speak to Wolfie. Speak to whoever calls you. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to compromise, Eric. I would love to work with you, Eric. And I I think there's a lot of potential to make you. He's calling you up and asking you what's going on in your life. What is the big deal? (laughs) I won't give updates. I'm too busy. Interview someone else. Is that what it's nice? Yeah. All right, fine. I'll get the interview with Ass Napkin Ed then. Fine. Ed, be prepared to jack up your rate on Cameo. Listen, you want to know what's going on in my life? I have two procedures going on, and I have to take a call. Yeah, you should have told Wolfie. Yeah, don't tell me. And also, Ed, you got to get vaccinated. Okay, I got my both vaccinations. You got to take a golf club and stick it up your ass. Yeah, yeah, good ghost. Go, go stick a fucking cock up your ass. Ed, seriously, why do you want to get vaccinated? Why do you want it? I got my vaccinations. Well, don't worry about me. You're trying to change the topic. No, but seriously, but why do you want to get vaccinated? Because I heard you... None of your business. All he's doing, Howard, is trying to change the topic. Yep. Yeah, but you should get vaccinated. He's, uh, Eric is right. Well, we'd All love right, Eric, to have the top whack packer be vaccinated, but you're unavailable. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right, Eric, listen, I'm fine. I will make myself available. Good. I think okay, it's, I'm, listen, I think it's a, you don't have to do it for me. Do it for yourself. I think it's smart for your cameo business. That's all I'm telling you. Will, you do, you do what you do want. I'm not forcing you to do I'm, anything. You do whatever you want to do. I will do for myself. And if Sal will carry reach out to me, I will respond back to them, and <laughs> I will right. say yes. 
And Wolfie. And let me tell you. And, Let me tell you, and Chris, hold it. You, and Wolfie for, and Chris. For Howard, I would get vaccinated. For Howard, I'd get vaccinated. Well, get vaccinated. You get vaccinated and high pitch. You speak to Wolfie and Chris. All right, that's a deal. If Ed gets vaccinated, right. I will speak to Chris. No, 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 no. It's me. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with Ed. All right, I will speak to Wolfie and Chris. Good. All right. Period. And I'll, and I'll see you soon. And good luck with your cameo business. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, look what we're hey, doing. Howard, I mean, won't snap yes. one last question with Eric? Um, I, I, Eric, I, I hung I, up. Oh, okay. He's what were you going to ask? I'll answer. Well, he told me that he's definitely no longer into women at all. He's strictly uh, for Donnie. And as a matter of fact, he's been reserving himself. He has not masturbated, and he refuses to, until the last episode of uh, Blue Bloods. And he's going to have this whole ritual where he's going to jerk off when he watches Donnie. He's fully gay now. Oh. Yeah. I wanted to ask him if he's still <laughs> holding back. Well, what, 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 I had him on for three hours. You don't answer. Yeah, what, well, what, 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 you know what? You're I another one. What I don't want to What am I hiring you for? That's why I said well, you're I, not even me. <laughs> you dummy. What, what's with you? Well, get him back That's on a great the phone. Piece of, I mean, I, oh, uh, now way, I can get him. I just, I, I'm, what, the whole well, time I'm saying goodbye. How long have we been on the phone with him? You said, Wait a read this. Howard, can I it's it's already question, seven or? hours of show, and you're sitting there with information. Well, now we have a, we have a cliffhanger. What a stugat! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? What are you well, tanning now? Look way, at you! you, you oh, by the way, I have a headline. Yeah, Eric's great about the fall off. I didn't want to switch the topic. It was important for Eric to apologize to Wolfie. And get it, we heard that it was set, went on seven hours too long. I was waiting for somebody to say something like that. I'm an idiot. Well, we have, How do we I push you off a cliff? Disaster. Go, why don't you go talk to the birds in your backyard and get a sign? <laughs> yeah, maybe the squirrel knows timing better than uh, you. You should ask him I when. I have information. I, was, I just revealed information. That's probably how he was as a stockbroker. Right after the stock went down, he goes, oh, I, I should have told you. I knew the stock was going to go down. I, I was waiting. to sell. Oh, All right, get, get Eric back on the phone. I'll let, you know, Sal, you're, you're such a trip. I tell you, <laughs> no wonder Eric likes you. You're right on the right on his level. I'll only speak to Sal. Yeah, good. That'll do me a lot of good. Imagine he's got preferences. But I don't know the, the three. I don't know the difference between any of you. Talk to any one of you. Only talk to Sal, not Chris Wilde. What's the difference? I work. I work beautiful with Sal. No, you don't. You need to mitigate. <laughs> you need to mitigate. You need to. Like the get diamond golf uncle. Sal called me last night. He goes, I've got great ideas for the Tom Arnold interview. I go, Sal, that was last week. <laughs> well, if you get him again, if you get him on the phone, maybe. Hey, can we hey. get Eric or is that an impossible? Well, we're waiting. I mean, how am I supposed to get all of him? two procedures. Yeah, the procedures. 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 I've got two procedures coming up. I got two procedures. I got to talk to my therapist. I got to smoke a cigar. I go I every Wednesday. And why do I have to step in with these guys? Where, where are you? The, the, the three of you couldn't get on the phone with them. What's the matter? You couldn't handle Eric. You tried. You can't handle Eric. What do I? What can you handle, the three of you? <laughs> hey, Gary couldn't either. Like yeah. Surgeon.
Uh, you get a hold of him and you talk to you talk his language. No more can. No, it's serious when when Gary's involved because he does nothing. Oh, <laughs> Gary! You interrupted Gary's day of golfing. That sounds you know what I just felt? I know enough not to bury the lead like a douchebag. <laughs> I hear we're calling Eric, and it's going to voicemail. All right, Sal, uh, your question. Right, thanks, well, Sal. I'll leave you. I'll leave. Well, he, he said he hasn't masturbated, but he plans to jerk off. Dave, to okay, tell me the same yeah. thing again that I can't. No, no. And, and he said he loves when Donnie interrogates people. It gets him very, very hard. Uh, right. He's so, full no. gay now. He's blowing guys at bathhouses, and uh, I wanted to wait on that hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to change the subject that was going on for 17 hours, uh, whether he'll talk to Wolfie or not. What a dumb yeah. show we have. I mean, the whole show is ridiculous yeah we <laughs> had nothing... eric on the phone <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had something of substance to discuss whether eric is full-blown gay yeah and, and <laughs> eric is trans now save it for another day howard um uh, excuse me I, I got this bullet in us uh, eric is gay full-time now you see <laughs> he lives with a man <laughs> He's the woman. Idiot. He's transitioning. When, when were you going to bring that up, Sal? What at twelve o'clock? I'm the perfect idiot. It's already it's already ten forty in the morning. We were supposed to be off the air an hour oh, ago. And, by the way, Howard. Yeah. I waited till everything was settled. I didn't want to interfere. Yeah, and Howard had hung up. Yeah, perfect. Time. I don't have a. Cr- I can't see Howard's finger press the hang up button. You don't know that no. forty-five minutes. Okay, Eric messaged our We were our wrapping phones. it up. He was like, "Oh, Eric was capitulating and saying I'll talk to everybody." Where were we supposed to I'm go confused. from there? Eric, um, Eric me- messaged our phone screener. He's he's talking to his therapist. He's unavailable now. So we missed that. Wow. <laughs> Capillaries. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you oh, know when we, we can get him back, uh, Sal? One. We'll come back and <laughs> no, We'll just sit here and wait. Right, <laughs> Hello, you who? We will follow up. This is big. Yeah. Yeah, we know. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'll give you a quick Sal update. I'll tell you what a genius I got working for me. You ranch here. <laughs> Sal was eating an apple recently. This is told to me third hand. Sal was eating a, an apple recently. And he felt he, quote, became in tune with the apple. And so he ate it with his eyes closed. That's just, just wanted you to wow. know. Soak that in. Did you have COVID? <laughs> no. Yes, he must have. Because you're sounding a little psychotic. What I happened with your creepy. What happened with the apple? Nothing. I just, I was eating the apple and I just, it just occurred to me that this is a gift from the universe and it, totally tasted different once i came to that realization that you know if we take a look around us and see everything that's around us all the gifts that the universe has given us we look at it differently and we become grateful for it everything changes we We don't need to crazy (laughs) do you feel the apple was sending you a message uh I i think the apple was to me the apple was like a gift it was a gift you know we always are striving to change things we want more and more and more and more and we don't realize that the everything that we need is right in front of us did you ever so, think yeah. that the apple might be smarter than you and he's probably saying to you like i should be eating you you shouldn't be consuming me <laughs> That's all right get out of here and, and go right, ask I'll get out of here go get uh, eric questions uh, ready yes, uh, for, the, for the next interview okay we'll do all right all right yeah. yeah right on time my dog visited me <laughs> 
Well, I'm I'm kind of exhausted now. I have to go. I have to go close my eyes. That's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to eat something, close my eyes, and thank the universe for whatever I'm eating. Well, and, uh, remember, we always are doing everything. We forget. We're moving too fast. We don't appreciate the gifts the universe is giving us. And we don't ask high pitch a good question when he's on the phone. We wait till he hangs up. We forget to tell what we know about high <laughs> We bring it up way too late. Uh, tomorrow we'll talk to James Corden and plus a whole bunch of other things. And yes, I didn't get to the six minute phony phone call, which is epic, oh but we're going to get to that. And, uh, what can I tell you? Well, yes, Ralph, you've been very vocal today. What, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, yeah, quickly. Can you punish Sal? To- yes, I'm going to punish Sal also. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Okay. Uh, bye everyone. Bye.